0: Coming up this week, off screen. We meet the receptionist, check in to Hotel Artemis, bust out another escape plan, get a beating with Dadak, explore generation
1: wealth, and climb the butterfly tree.
0: All those us come and more off-screen.
1: This is This is Off-Screen. Off screen. Latest film news and reviews. This is Offscreen, the on screen radio show. Ooh, welcome have been Offscreen, I'm Van Conner. And I am Case Allen. So, Mr. Allen, very Hi. fun week. Uh, Isn't it always? It's always fun. I mean, yeah. it's, it's been roasting. Isn't it's, it? It's too hot today. It's it's too hot. I shouldn't have told about that that customer's secret <laughs> illegal accounts. <laughs> it, it's too hot. But uh, yeah, so we've got, we got some fun to come, you and I. Yeah. Uh, there's yeah, the slow, slow movie slow. out. Did you know that? That's yeah, we're going to talk about movie. it in a second. We are. We can talk about yeah. that's, that's That's
0: fairly quick, actually. Yeah. Did, did you know, know this it's coming from the producer of Rambo? Uh, no, I did not
1: know that it's and the from the producer of Creed. <laughs> Is that what they've gone with? <laughs> I think so. They've yeah. gone with the producer of Rambo and the producer of Creed. <laughs> yeah. you just like, why do just stick Stallone at the top of the poster and have done with it?
0: But before we talk about that sequel, we'll talk about another sequel that's going to be happening. Okay. Um, so... A while ago, you said, we ain't ever going to see Zombieland 2. We are going
1: to see... Hang on, hang on. Can I correct you? I didn't think we wouldn't see Zombieland 2. (laughs) I knew we would see a Zombieland sequel. We would just be old and grey. I think I always said, though, it's just going to be bit part actors stepping in for, like, the Amazon pilots. Oh, right, yeah. I thought, I, I said at the time, you will never get those people back. It's just not happening. Hey, guess what? Are they coming back? Everyone's coming back. Oh, my God. Yeah. What, what everyone? What's... Emma, 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 Emma is someone... Stone is coming back. Uh, who's is there a fanning? Not a fanning. Who's it? Breslin. Breslin. Not a fanning, a Breslin. <laughs> um is Abigail is Abigail Breslin
0: coming? She's coming back. Well, Woody Halson's coming back. Okay. Um Gisenberg is coming back.
1: Jaisenberg.
0: <laughs> the two writers are coming
1: back. Um that. Ruben Fleischer. Ruben Fleischer was the director, wasn't he? He's and he's coming back as well
0: done. and they're going to be shooting it in January and they'll be nice. coming out
1: in October next year well what, you know what a bit of fun Halloween fun for us all exactly Why more not? more, more horror and more yeah. Halloween films isn't there supposed to be something there was a thing there was like a plot synopsis leaked or something like that that it was going to be well, there's maybe. a new variation of zombies well or of course yeah. but yeah as long as I get uh, is it Tallahassee back Tallahassee, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm in I'm sold and uh give, some, I, give some Twinkies I'll tell you something I, I can't think of Abigail Breslin now without thinking of that really terrible Dirty Dancing remake did you did you? Did Cassie make you watch it I imagine no, she did not. put it on no cause did she, she not no she doesn't like Dirty Dancing oh. which is one of the reasons why we're married hang on a minute yeah. your wife of all people in the universe doesn't like Dirty Dancing she hates Grease what of course yeah hang on let me just go a little jump from it. like what yeah. what what is that? yeah my, I'm I'm devastated. Why? I sat through, I sat through the remake of Dirty Dancing. I think because I do a radio thing about it. Right. I was I was doing some. It was about remakes. I was doing a radio uh, spot about remakes, and it was the day uh, after Dirty Dancing came out. So I had to, of course, watch Dirty Dancing. My God, that is a terrible <laughs> remake of Dirty Dancing. Abigail Breslin is terrible in it, and the remake itself doesn't work because they've added a bookmarking mechanism to it. I don't know if you... Did you hear this when it was in? I did not, know. So, Dirty Dancing, of course, takes place kind of in the moment. There's no, like, flashback element to it. The remake with Abigail Breslin is actually set 20 years after the events of Dirty Dancing. She's, Interesting. She's gone to, like, a Broadway play of Dirty Dancing that is hosted by, effectively, the Patrick uh, Swayze character. And at the end of the movie... She meets him again in the present. Right. And basically, they broke up. That's, that's what you take away from the remake. So, Baby and whatever his goddamn name was, uh, uh, Swayze. Just, just Swayze. Just just, Swayze. Just, yeah. just, just just statutory rapist Swayze. Anyway. Um, Roadhouse. 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 She and Roadhouse broke up yeah. 20 minutes after the film ended, is what we take away from the remake of Dirty Dancing. That makes me enjoy Dirty Dancing more. A little bit. Knowing that. A little yeah. bit, yeah. It doesn't have uh, uh, Lumiere the dancing candlestick no. as the dad. <laughs> In fact, it's Bruce Greenwood, I think, which is about the only thing they get right. I, I was going to ask who is the dad. Uh, Bruce Greenwood and the mum is Deborah Messing. So, really? Yes. She's, I know she's got to that age. And like wow. right, this is how bad the remake of a *Dirty Dancing* is. Nicole Scherzinger's is the best thing in the film. I swear I to quite God, like her, actually, I'm not really. making that up. Like Nicole, right. she's totally it. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah by all means watch it but you are watching it for the Scherzinger
0: yeah I, I won't I would sooner watch Grease 2 than watch, uh, watch <laughs> do
1: you know what I don't remember Grease 2 anyway <laughs> you're not a cool rider I'm not I'm clearly not anyway so uh, let's uh, any more film news before we uh, move on to our plugs anything uh, leaping out this week anything, you know? I've, I've, got, I've got a few you've got, you've got a few, few, few things in the I'll uh, okay, I'm to go save them for later so let's plug the podcast so if you want the extended version of this show you want the uh, the extra reviews we can't fit into the radio edit which spoiler alert we usually stick the slightly rubbisher ones in there if we're honest way to sell it i know or or just the ones that aren't really that mainstream because you know when you get like six mainstream films and two art house ones you kind of have to put the art house you put one don't you in the radio edit and you put one in the podcast edition and that's that's just the way of things That's, that's how we do these things yeah that's how we roll um but we you know there's lots of film news and there's a moment of cage and everybody loves nichols cage They do. By the way, a bit of a plug. This is not for us, by the way. This is for our friend, Mr. Meekin. Meekin has taken over... Uh, is Is it Movie Talk on Sunday? Is that the thing? Hashtag M-T-O-S, I think it's called. I don't know what it stood for, but I saw that he put that online. He's yeah, like, he's, I yeah. think he's taken over from this. Uh, we, we know Andy Meekin from Manage... He, he manages cinemas, and we, we know him through that. You worked for him for a while, I think thinking of that. Yeah, I did. And uh, n- not that he's ever let us forget it at all. But um, he, he's doing this Movie Talking Sunday thing, and it's, it's, it's very popular, it seems. And he has specifically asked us to join in this week. Oh, nice. Uh, we are to yeah. join in this Sunday night for Movie Talk on Sunday, because apparently it's Nicolas Cage-themed. Well, have got, got to be involved. So, yeah, so get yeah. your Twitter account going. Hashtag MTOS. I think it's Sunday night, so that would be this coming Sunday. That'll be, what, the 22nd? 20 seconds. Uh, I believe so. Yeah. Um, so pop on. Uh, I mean, I'll join in. I mean, even if you will I'll join in because I'll talk cage till the end of time. Oh, one hundred percent. But Yeah. So Sunday night, let's let's have some cage talk,
0: man. Cool. Movie I'm, talk I'm on gonna, Sunday. I'm about Wicker Man suit that I've uh, <laughs> <had> specially made
1: <laughs> with, with some stuffed uh, some stuffed bees in the living room, yeah. kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. just sit there around your your teddy bear bees, as it were. Yeah. Saying, how did it get burned? Exactly. Yeah. So, uh, first review of the week then. Let's talk let's start out strong, Mr. Allen. Uh, oh. uh, you, you've been waiting <laughs> for this one. Let's talk about escape plan two, colon Hades colon Hades colon Hades Cologne, outside Hades. outside of the UK in the UK it is just Escape, Escape Plan, Plan two. 2 double I 2 right. not number 2 double I double two. I 2 colon Hades outside of the UK though interesting so do you remember how, what were what your fond memories of Escape Plan do you have
0: any um, I don't know if I'm fond I remember seeing it on an afternoon
1: fair, fair yeah. I, I
0: probably had a coffee with me
1: now this is the yeah. thing I, I think I had a similar experience it, I did, it did make
0: a massive impact in my life
1: I was really excited about Escape Plan because it was, it was that team, wasn't it? It was Arnie and it's Sly. Arnie and Sly. That, that's it, isn't it? Like, outside of The Expendables, they're finally doing a film together. And that was the whole hook. So, if you're going to do a sequel, presumably you get Arnie and Sly back. No, no, you do oh, oh, you at least get Van Damme. Well, they've not got Arnie at all and they've barely got Sly. Right. And uh, genuinely. Who have, who have they got then? They they have got a cast of what what they've done that thing where they effectively get a cast of no namers to do it. Now, this was if you remember when this was Greenlit, this was Greenlit at the same time that there was a, a third uh, now you see me movie Greenlit. And both movies at the same time came with the news that to market them to where they had actually been successful, in other words, China, China. they they had to beef up the Chinese quotient. I think we need to get list. a Donald Trump China button. I for... think we do. China. Is it China? China. 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 Yes, 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 yes. Um, so what you have this time, I'm trying to remember his name. His name is Zhaoming Huang. <laughs> Zhaoming Huang name. is our new hero. And he is Shu. 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 Oh, he is Shue. Like when, shoe. when you when you see a cat coming into your house. And... <laughs> shoe, Yeah, exactly. Yeah. He is Shue. He is Shue. Shue is the master protege of Ray Breslin, a.k.a. Sly Alone from the first movie. The idea is that after the events of the first movie, uh, Stallone went back to work. He stopped having himself locked up and breaking out of prisons. Instead, he just hung out in the office, which I think is in... Is it Atlanta or wherever the tax cut is Did he year? Did
0: he have, like, a new coffee machine installed? And he, it, just, he did, oh, he did. And he hired with... Jamie King.
1: Remember Jamie okay. King? Remember yeah. her? Yeah, Jamie King, still a thing. That rhymes. <laughs> <laughs> That's practically Susium. Anyway, um, he has now got a team of protégés whose job it is to get locked up in prisons and find the way out. So, the first movie, except it goes to no-namers and Stallone is the mentor. Right. Okay. So he can just stay in one location. He he can, he can get stay paid it, loads of money. Yeah, for 2 days Good except time. for another 2 days where he has to briefly appear in the prison, kind of thing. And no spoiler there. Um this time there's a twist. Wait for it. So it turns out one of his former apprentices whom he sacked at the beginning of the film after a needlessly... doesn't, needless doesn't sleep, go
0: against him, does he? He do- Oh my god. Oh. He's, did you write this? Blow are, me, are blow you, me down. are you
1: actually the writer? I am. I'm you also a are
0: producer of Rambo.
1: Yeah. Clearly, clearly, yeah. And, and yeah. do don't, don't short don't short sell Creed. Come on, just <laughs> own that. Own that. Just just Creed too. Okay. So former protege is now the enemy. Here's a clip. you hey, doing, huh? Leon. Leon. You know one of my men is missing, and I think he's in a black site prison called Hades. Ring a bell anywhere? And there's this company called Rushco. European satellite tech company, they gave you about 10 million bucks. How about that? 10 million dollars. A lot of money. But I think it's all bullshit Because you don't lobby for satellite tech. Look, Ray. You lobby for black site prison profit, am I right?
0: Look, Ray, you and I... You're going to tell me what you know. Uh-
1: so, as you've just asked, uh, Batista is Batista' yeah. protege. Now, despite the fact that Batista is actually young enough to be Stallone's protege, no, he is not. He's, so, who, who is he? He's a sort of Expendables-like cameo who Stallone just goes to in a bar somewhere and hires to find Shu. That's oh. that's literally he, is that all he does? That's, he's literally he's he's effectively. Uh, I don't want to say Ving Rhames in Mission Impossible. He's Jeremy Renner in Mission Impossible. No one wants to do if, that. T- if Tom Cruise is barely in Mission Impossible, right? Like, I- imagine that. It's it's rubbish. He wears a flat cap for far too much of the movie, um, and he doesn't really get to do an awful. lot. No one gets to do an awful lot in this movie. They don't it's, like, is it no fight a, or anything? Or it's a mess of oh, they've all got obligatory fight scenes like yeah. that. That one sequence that you can you can splice a couple times and stick in the trailer. It's a rubbish film. It is, like, you know, that we have this whole thing with the Chinese Hollywood thing. You know, this, this, this Pacific Rim idea. You know, of, you know what, we don't care if the sequel's any good. Let's just make it because Chinese audiences want to see it. Mm. Now, usually, it, the situation, the end result turns out slightly better than that. This is not one of those occasions. <laughs> this is the occasion where, wow, yeah, they literally made a movie to sell to Chinese audiences. Fine. And that's what you get here. Um, uh, I, 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 I struggled a lot of the time with liking any of the, even Stallone. Even well, it sounds Stallone like he's hardly is, in it. He's enough barely enough to like really. not enough. In fact, genuinely speaking, do you know the the most prominent returning cast member for this film? You'll never guess it. It's Fifty-seven. Well, I could, I could barely remember who was in the first one. Well, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But um. 50 Cent is the most prominent returning cast member to this film. Right. And this is a film that's just phoned in to an unbelievable, Stephen C. Miller directed this. Do you remember Stephen C. Miller? He directed a bunch of directed DVD Bruce Willis movies, including one with Callum Lutz, like a what year was that ago. Called? I forget, but we interviewed him for it. You weren't free that day. I do remember that. Do you remember? You weren't free that day. I interviewed him. And we very quickly discovered that he had no sort of sense of self awareness or or self deprecation. Stephen C. Miller. Stephen C. Miller. Not Stephen Miller, Stephen C. Miller there is a Stephen A. Miller there's a, there's there is a Stephen E. Miller <laughs> there's not a B or C uh, Not a B, sorry not a B is there a B? Uh, B but, or D I'll there, take there or D. is not a B or D but oh. there, there is a C now I liked his films because I, I, I liked the sort of schlocky quality to him and I feel like I think he started to take himself a bit too seriously and that was before I interviewed him and then I interviewed him and discovered yes he absolutely takes himself <laughs> too seriously for you know the schlock fun that he should be having this is a film that very much subscribes to that idea it's a film that it it Nuts and bolts, we are literally subscribing to the SVOD crowd, if that's the term now, is it? Is it SVOD? I believe so, yeah. Straight to Video On Demand. Let me
0: just give you some of his uh, uh, filmography.
1: Some of these are good. Some of these are good. I'm just going to say that in advance. First Kill. Okay, don't remember that one. Don't remember First Kill at all. Go on, what else is it? Bruce Willis. Of course it was. You'll remember this. Southern Fury. Oh,
0: with Nick Cage. Nick Cage. Yes! Yeah. Um, uh, Marauders is the Batista Bruce Willis one. No, no, no,
1: no. Marauders is the second one. He did one before that with Callum Lutz. Uh, That's like Christmas. I think he did one like Easter. Extraction. That's the one, yeah. thank you. Yes, that's the... Cal- it had Gina Carano in it. Yes, it did, yeah. It did, yes. I loved me some Gina Carano. Anyway, uh, so Stephen C. Miller, uh, workman-like direction. This is not in his upper echelon. <laughs> uh, nobody involved is trying. Believe me, even Batista is picking up a tray. This is a movie for which even 50 Cent feels he's too good for. And and that that's, that's really... Please always remember, get Richard Neto, die trying, or whatever it was called. This is a man who knows he's too good for this. That's a low bar. Uh I, I came away from it just thinking, why did you set this up for a third one? I don't want to sit through but they, this again. They've already started to film. They have already filmed it, yeah. There's there's a weird continuity to it. They add this sort of lost style continuity to the events of escape plan. And why? You, you yeah, you kind of... wait, hang on a minute. So Hang on, it was Jim Caviezel in the first one? It, and now we I, I don't really remember that much about the first one. Jim Caviezel locked them up. He just didn't like Stallone. That was the movie. There you go. Right, done. Um, now we have Titus Welliver. Remember, you know Titus Welliver from... Oh, Bosch. Uh, Bosch, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Bosch and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Who, he's, who, he's in the who MCU. Watches, who watches Bosch? Uh, My friend John Mosby, because he's a big friend of Michael Connolly. (laughs) I think that's the audience. I think that's it there. And nobody watches Amazon shows. That's a thing. (laughs) <laughs> and accordingly this will end up on Amazon Prime oh, in about yeah, 100%, 100%. a month 100% um, it's a limited theatrical release it's a limited uh, VOD release as well I, it's on VOD but it's a limited theatrical one of those things like Sky Cinema kind of do it with like a non and movies like that so you can watch it at home We can watch it at cinemas just don't watch it it's not very good just watch the first one again with the latest film news and reviews this is Offscreen, the on-screen radio show. And we're back, Mr. Allen. How much do you love Binary Sunset? It's a classic, isn't it? I love it. A good 10%. I think it, I think when it, when it's my time, I've 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 already left instructions that I am to be burned to binary sunset. Like everyone is to drink a Jack and Coke as I am burned to binary sunsets, and you, of course, are to stand by the casket in a tuxedo crying. But uh, it's contractual <laughs> obligation. He
0: was my world.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I've always wanted a woman to sing. Uh, what's the what's the one from High Fidelity? Uh, many, of us Cross. No, no, um, no. It's the you, you're the best thing that you're the best thing that ever happened, to me. That ever happened yeah. to me. Thank you, because we were talking about High Fidelity. And how much we uh, Juvenilely adore high Fidelity It's a great movie You you
0: enjoy the skittles If you can can hear some
1: rustling It's me eating a skittle I know these lav mics Pick up everything Don't they (laughs) (laughs) Just tip them next time It's probably the easiest idea (laughs) So uh, Shall we talk about a documentary I love a good uh, Dog Wolf documentary so, uh, Generation what, what, is, what is this
0: one about? What is Generation Wealth about?
1: Generation Wealth is effectively um, an examination of our culture and how we uh, have processed Wealth and, and, and richness in our celebrity world and the bling ring culture, for lack of a better term. Mm. So there is actually a moment in it that specifically deals with bling ring. So th- the way this works is, as I say, dog wolf documentary, pretty not fly-on-the-wall stuff. It's very much a retrospective. It's very much one of those, hey, well, back in 2003, we all really liked Paris Hilton for 20 minutes. And and people decided uh, they were going to start taking photos of themselves. And then selfies were born that's the mm. documentary you, you know where it's coming from because you've seen you've seen this kind of thing dealt with before sounds pretty interesting it um, is in, um, yeah it, um,
0: according to the cast there's a, a guy in it called limo bob there's,
1: there's a lot of guys in it I, I, I'll explain here's a clip
0: I've been a photographer for 25 years with my lens focused on wealth and the excesses of our culture The scale of the excess became clear when I documented the family building the largest house in America. I noticed that no matter how much people had, they still wanted more.
1: Yeah, Limo Bob's definitely the breakout Limo character yep. of uh, this piece. <laughs> um, this is one of those cases, and I think, to be honest, this this is less a fault of the documentary, and I think more a fault of that period in history, that, that period in our, our pop culture, which is to say, if you look back, you go back 15 years, you go back 10 years, and you look at the celebrity culture and how it began, and you look at the rise of reality television and the Kardashians, who feature quite prominently in this, the problem is... There is not a lot to say. Mm. That's not a fault of the documentary at all. The documentary is perfectly fine in dealing with that. The problem is there's not a lot to say about that culture. And, you know, we try. We tried to mine some kind of meaning from it when it happened. Do you remember One Night in Paris? Remember when that was a thing? We tried to to find some kind of metatext in this. There simply wasn't. Uh, was it a simple life or the simple oh, the, life? Oh, or... the TV show. Yeah, with uh, Nicole Richie. Well. Yeah, yeah. We, we tried to find stuff to pull meaning out of around that time. There simply wasn't a lot. The documentary does about good as good a job as uh, as good a job. Sorry, as anyone realistically was going to do in looking at that point. Nobody wants to look back and remember that the OC was a lifestyle aspiration outside of just enjoying the OC. You know, I mean, for you and me, it's it's Pete Gallagher, man. I mean, it's, that's yeah. that's where it's at. <laughs> Sandy Cohen and them eyebrows. <laughs> what was the thing from Will and Grace about the OC? It's the OC with thirty-five-year-old parents and twenty-five-year-old kids. <laughs> you know, I love that. I, that's my favorite comment ever on the OC. But uh, the, the the documentary, it's enjoyable as a retrospective. It's enjoyable as a hey, let's just remind ourselves kind of thing. And it's so weird that this is this is our teen years. You know, it's, it's, it's so weird that we get to be at that stage in our late 20s, early 30s, where you get to look back at your own teen years and you think, that's so weird that this is deemed important enough, despite the fact that there's literally no substance to it. Hmm. And like say limo Bob and and characters around that time who I think if if they existed now would be Instagram stars for five minutes.
0: Yeah, there is um, there's a lady in it called uh, Jacqueline uh, Cyril who was the focus of a film called The Queen of Versailles. Yes, yeah. Uh, directed by the same lady.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, there's there's a lot of that in yeah. there.
0: It's really worth checking
1: out. Actually, uh, um, uh, Queen of Versailles. If you've not seen it, I think though, I mean, it, it, it it's got an unexpected boost by this news this week that is it Kylie one. The Kylie Kylie Jenner, What of the Kardashians isn't she?
0: I, I had better things to do this week Like I don't know, making sandwiches and.
1: Uh, but this week she became my face. I think she's the youngest Self-made billionaire ever and people have taken issue with the term self-made. Self-made. Right, yeah. Yeah. Please eat the Skittles, by all means. <laughs> Tip them out. Tip them out. Enjoy. Oh, I'm going to get this just, right... Just funnel them into right your mouth. into the lab mic. Go. 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 Eat all the Skittles. Oh, yeah. yeah. Ooh. yeah. You Ooh. do that, you filthy Skittle wench. <laughs> <laughs> you like that? You like that Skittles? Yeah, you like that rainbow, don't you? <laughs> I can't eat these now. <laughs> I've made it filthy for you, haven't I? <laughs> I'm going to put these down. But that was the whole thing. So I think the fact that it's come out the same week, as the Kylie Jenner story with the self-was it, was
0: it a Forbes list it came
1: out. Something like that. I, I I've not read it to be honest. I, I just it's a Twitter conversation, isn't it? But this is very much a retrospective, not so much an analytical piece. Now, I it felt, now. Yeah. that's it. I felt that it was lacking. I I, I want to see that analytical piece. And really I would, I would be interested in it. Yeah, there's only so many times you can hear, well, people saw all these images on MySpace and wanted to live like that. And there's only so many times that you can fit that into like 90 minutes. It's enjoyable, but it's not particularly informative. It's, it's, that's it. There's no, there's no text really to add to simply observing this again. And that's it. It's a retrospective and nothing more. But having said that, it's an enjoyable retrospective. So fair, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And what more are you going to get out of that era? It was a very shallow era. We allowed Fred Durst to have a career. I mean, come on. Remember? Remember Fred Durst had a sex tape? Remember yeah, when that was a thing?
0: Yeah. It just seemed like it was way more celebrity sex tapes and celebrities that you kind of wanted to imagine just didn't exist.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. But, uh... My girlfriend at the time was really into that Paris and sex tape, but, uh... No, but she doesn't. Was, was
0: your girlfriend at the time, Pax Hilton?
1: No, no, she wasn't. And also, she doesn't listen to this show, so I'm, I'm kind of okay saying that. So we're good. We're good. Uh, so, <laughs> is there film news? <laughs> um, there is. However, I just
0: want to do that sweet, sweet top five. Fair enough. You know what? Here we go. Number five. Oceans 4 plus <laughs> Oceans
1: 4
0: equals... Ocean sites. Ocho. Ocean's Ocho. (laughs) Maps, ladies and gentlemen. We are embedding maps. We are on
1: ESPN the Ocho. They will not be able to see Cotton. Um, how, how weird is that? To remember that Jason. Uh, oh, is it is in dodgeball? Is it yeah. Jason Bateman? Jason it Bateman's is. in yes, dodgeball? Mary, yeah. I forget every time. Anyway, it's on now TV all the time. <laughs> uh, so yeah, Ocean's Eight, which is fun. That's I think yes, yeah. It is. It's yeah. Now this is the thing: so I got to see uh, Ant Man uh, last night. I got to see Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh, did you? Did did, I, yeah, did, yeah. did
0: not realize. All right,
1: we're gonna have a chat about that because I need to outcase because it's a hilarious story. Um, we'll do that in podcast sections. I saw Ant Man, and that's the thing because the first Ant Man movie had been that like, heist comedy. And it was refreshing because we simply don't do heist movies anymore. We've had a load of them recently. Well, <laughs> recently, yes, but like we just—it's it, it, been like a dormant market for a while. It's kind of like the musical was. There's just that, that period where there are no heist movies, mm. and the notion Eleven comes along and revitalizes it. And every about like, once a year, you get a heist movie. This is this year's, and it's fun, and there's a a, a lot of girls in the cast, and they're all really fun. And I like Hell the Bottom Carter and Cape Blanchett very much. Because <laughs> <laughs> they were having fun.
0: Because they're fun and they're having fun. And that's it. Hey, you can only say fun like five times before you just become Jimmy Fallon. That's, that's true. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm run a sketch. Yeah. You know, Here's he a needless game for ten minutes. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to laugh <laughs> at for no reason and do this.
1: Yeah. Clap. Thank you for being here. <laughs> Shut up, Jimmy. Anyway, let's let's stop slagging off other hosts, because I feel like you could turn that back on us so easily. Um, but yeah. No, we have no flaws for my addiction to Skittles. <laughs> you're on Skittles. I'm, I'm a Pinot dude, but still. Um, but yeah, so you had fun with this, didn't you? you I liked you had a good it. Time? Yeah. yeah, it was okay. You, you, this is the thing. You're watch this. You're never going to think, I need to own it the minute it hits Blu-ray. And it's not that movie. Movie, no, but...
0: well, I I don't I don't uh, subscribe to physical media. Anymore.
1: <laughs> That's true. I live <laughs> in twenty eighteen. Yeah. But uh, yeah, uh, other than that, though, you do sit and think, like I look forward to watching that again. Maybe a Saturday afternoon over lunch. Yeah, you know, have a have a have a, have a drink and and just kick back and enjoy it for two hours. If, like, it's, if it's on, on Netflix, yeah. 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 But and you know what, it works perfectly. Is that? But then again, didn't Ocean's Eleven do the same damn thing? So it's it comes from a good pedigree you know I definitely, I definitely enjoyed 11 more I I definitely enjoyed 11 more but having said that 11 did not have cape lunch <laughs> <laughs> in her Loki suit. So basically, you just want to see Ocean's Blanchett. I want Ocean's Blanchett. Yeah, exactly. I would watch that. Oce- Screw Ocean's S- Kate. Yeah. Oceans Screw Kate. Ocean's Nine. I want Ocean's Kate. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So <laughs> that's, Ocean's that's Eight, what we're Ocean's call this from now on. Yeah. yeah, I'm in. I'm in. I'm in. Totally in. So, do we have a tweet, sir? Yes. Um, at It's
0: Jesse Lopez says, I just watched um, hashtag Ocean's Eight and all I have to say is wow! Two exclamation marks. That's someone who has uh, never seen the Earth sun before. Number
1: four.
0: The fourth Purge film, but it's called The First Purge. <laughs>
1: the fourth Purge? The fourth first Purge. So, The 41st Purge. The 41st. I like that. That's the title. Yes. Motion motion agreed. That is happening. It is 41st Purge. Yes. <laughs> um, you saw this the other day, didn't you? You had, you had a I good did. time with this.
0: I really... Yeah, like... I, I always enjoy the perch films, but hmm. I feel like I've enjoyed this one more than any of them. To, it's got today. Well, I feel like it's got more weight
1: to it actually. Just kind of strange got way
0: more more to say, and it's it was um, I never thought that I needed to know how it all began, <laughs> and now that I know, I'm like yeah, because you can kind of. You can see it happening. You mm. can you can see that third political party, that yes. really far right one. I know. Did
1: you, did yeah. you did you have that moment as well when they mentioned and then and then the National Rifle Association sponsored them? And you're like, of course, of course. they did. Of course I think they did. did. Everyone <laughs> yeah. like throws at one hand and be like, of course, of course they did. Yeah, <laughs> naturally, as you do. Yeah, yeah. Um, naturally. <laughs> do you do you think that the the added weight that comes with this new mm. one, the fact that it is weightier than, than the previous three, do you think that that is because of the political satire that it's now allowed to get away with because of our time? I think so, yeah.
0: But um, we're now in that weird mirror parallel world, aren't we? Where <laughs> <what's>, <laughs> Bizarre world. <laughs> yeah. What has what, happened this week, it, it can't be replicated on a film because it's Ooh. so... So bizarre. Just so you know. weird
1: but it's a fun movie though and yeah. you know there's bloodshed and carnage and a, and you know a good moral message for everyone yeah. to enjoy I mean I, I feel like we are going to get a, a fifth purge Well, no, we're totally getting the second where, purge
0: you know we get the 52nd purge we, we get we, in the 52nd we, we we find out that the new founding fathers <laughs> have actually been hacked by Russia
1: yeah. oh I mean I mean you, you I find mean, that out the purge but, is a Russian creation yeah
0: the, the Purge, Colin, <laughs> Ruskies, or... So,
1: yeah. The Purge-ski. The Purge-ski. The, the Purge-ski. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? I actually think as well, they would do that and actually call it the Purge-ski. They are not... Definitely. They're not scared anymore about being really on the nose about this stuff. No. But, but um, um, uh, yeah, I had, a, I had a really good time of it.
0: So, has anyone tweeted? Someone has tweeted. Yeah. Um At Kate Kai Fair. Caitlin Lewis. Caitlin Lewis. If, if you didn't feel so... um yeah if you didn't feel some type of way after watching the first Purge, then you didn't get the message.
1: I, 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 I felt some kind of way. Did you? Yeah. Feel, did
0: you feel some kind of way? I, I definitely felt some kind of way. I felt the message. It was. It was like my name was uh, uh, Grandmaster Flash. I felt the message so hard.
1: Number three. Life uh, finds a way. Jurassic Kingdom. <laughs> Whatever it's called. There's something exhausting about Jurassic World, isn't it? In that way that Deadpool 2 was a little bit exhausting. He's I mean, like, I really don't want to have to talk about it. It's it's fine. What did I say it's about fine. It? I enjoyed it. It was fine. There's like there's, there's hardly any gold bloom. Yeah. I want more Goldblum I still life. don't
0: think there's any chemistry between Bryce Dallas Howard and <laughs> Chris Pratt. Um the the new characters were fine. Um it was it was fun seeing Buffalo Bill.
1: Yeah, that's always fun. That was good. Yeah, I mean he's one of the though he's one of the movie's nine villains. Yes, he. Yeah. <laughs> this movie keeps whipping yeah. villains. Out. I don't know why Rex Ball is now his go-to
0: British villain. I really, really like Rex Paul, but I don't. Tim's too old now. Yeah, as It is, and, and also he's an American guy. Sorry, he's got an American guy. <laughs> um, but that being said, I really like the direction of it. Mm. Um, I like but the yeah. ending is just set in a big house. I, I kind of enjoyed that. That gothic style, isn't yeah. it? I really but like that, like yeah. like, Spanish gothic horror film. I, I really kind of dug that. Um, I like the big bad dinosaur. I like that it's not big. The in,
1: Indo-Raptor? Indoraptor? Indoraptor. Indoraptor, yeah. yeah. Which really, I really does sound like, like the Sundance Velociraptor, doesn't it? Doesn't it, yeah. Yeah. The Sundance Velociraptor. <laughs> Redford's creation. <laughs> But uh, yeah, yeah, I think great director, but I think wrong movie for him. I think Well
0: he was gonna do the first one. I think
1: and I think if he'd done Jurassic World I think we'd be having a very different conversation about Mm. the sequel. But uh, has anybody tweeted us one way or the other
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, someone has. Go for (laughs) it. Iggy Azalea, (laughs) fair, fair. Yeah, who is some some kind of pop sensation.
1: Some pop songstress. (laughs) I'm not familiar with her work. She has she she uh, got missing in Kingsman.
0: She has uh, musical creations uh, on, on the Hit Parade. <laughs> she says, um, Did you know that Jessica Chastain does not star in Jurassic World? I only just found that out today. Well, you know what? I have only
1: just discovered this as well. Uh, Thank you, Wiggy. Thank you. Society is f- Number two. We're gonna die!
0: on fire (laughs) (laughs) which is it isn't
1: it Mm. that's it you just go die hard on fire hard on I fire. got nothing to offer other than it's die hard on fire the rock's yeah. in it. there's so, no so difference between
0: uh, a die hard and a rock place
1: <laughs> well, that is terrible
0: a b- rock rock and a die mm. hard place we had we fun with it though didn't we we had a really good time had a, good we had time. a time it was like 100 minutes some of that it's... yeah one of its last lines is basically the last line in San Andreas <laughs>
1: which cracked us up yeah we, we actually jokingly guessed it like 10 seconds earlier mm-hmm. in fact we did that twice didn't we wasn't it yeah, uh, it something else. It's a Geostorm Chromebook reference, wasn't it? You can't just turn, just turn it, it off, it off again. And and on. On. It's not a Chromebook. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, Geostorm's on now TV a lot at the minute. And uh, I kind of feel like we, we weren't charitable enough with that movie. It's amazing. It should be seen by more people. Yeah. Also, we might actually need to send Jared Butler to space. Anyway, so, uh, Skyscraper. The Rock's a lot of fun. Uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, Pawnstache? Who am I Paul stash is In it for a bit, yeah. Who's is that? Pablo pa- Schreiber. Pablo Schreiber. Pablo
0: Schreiber. So, who who is Lev Schreiber's cousin? Or is he? F- yeah, but they are related. Is this a through thing? Do you know who I found out about today? You probably already knew this. Do you know um, uh, Beanie
1: uh, Feldstein? No.
0: You Not do. at all. You do from Lady Bird
1: and. Oh yeah. Okay. Now that you say yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Um, sorry. I feel like an sorry. D- her brother. Is Jonah Hill? Oh, I did know that. Yes, yes I knew yeah. that because I she's in, that. in Bad Neighbors, uh, the sequel. She's in the sequel yeah, she to is, Bad yeah. Neighbors. Yeah. yeah, that's the whole thing. Is that I think he's uh, somewhere along the line. He's produced one of her movies. That's how I know. Uh, I mean, other than the fact sense, that yeah. she she clearly looks like uh, uh, Jonah Hill. She does. And that, she now that really I know does. it, it's just like how how did I know it in so, that yeah. way? In that way that I look like my sister. In like, my sister looks like me in drag. Right. That's like, that's a compliment for someone, but I don't know who. You know, someone in a pub once, who's a friend of my sister, said to me, You look like your sister in drag and I had to respond with, I think you mean she looks like me in drag. And <laughs> that's a person who doesn't get how drag works. No. But anyway, not. uh Joan Hill has a sister. Uh skyscraper's a lot of fun. Has anyone tweeted? <laughs> <laughs> someone has.
0: Oh. <laughs> Sorta of bad says It's not really bad, just sort of bad. Oh right, okay. This, mm-hmm. this this is a really great one, actually. So Sarah, it's, Sarah. It's, it's got it's got like an action. Okay. So I've got to whisper this. So it Your says, goal, um, goal. whispering to date while watching skyscraper. When the skyscraper first appears on the screen, that's the skyscraper. Epic
1: number one. 2. Did you enjoy? I did. You loved it, didn't you? Yeah, I liked it a lot. It's a lot of fun, isn't it? And it's... I think it's a better sequel than we really thought it was going to be. No, I thought
0: it was going to be better. Did you really think it was going to be better than this? Yeah. Not to say that I didn't really like it, because I did.
1: I think it winds up on the Toy uh, Story scale, whereas I expected it to end up on the Finding Dory Cars 2 scale. Okay, And in that same way that I never want them to do a sequel.
0: To are you, are you putting like, Cars two and Finding Dory together? Because I definitely would not. No,
1: no, no, no. I'd be very dismissive that is wrong. I'm sorry. I, let's let's call it. Let's call it. Screw it. Let's just let's just call it the Finding Dory scale because there's the um, Monsters University. Yes, Monsters University scale. The Finding Dory Monsters University scale. There we are. Hmm. And I would put it on there, but I think actually it skews more on the Toy Story two scale. I think it's better than both sequels. Yeah, I don't think it's. As
0: good as the Toy Story sequels. Mm-hmm. I think because Incredibles is so incredible.
1: You've got to do it, don't you? You've got to say it every goddamn Definitely. time. I,
0: yeah. I think this was the best that we were ever going to get. Absolutely. So I'm fine with
1: that. Did you think, as well, when you saw it, because I deliberately didn't tell you certain things about the plot, for instance, there is a very, very prominent hashtag me too element to Incredibles 2 to the the feminist well, credential yeah, of it all, all over it did you did you think because I had this thought watching it that actually it's so weird that this kind of saw that coming it had no earthly way of knowing it was coming it was written years ahead of it coming and it seems to get it brilliantly I just want to watch Willy Wonka now. He just said no earthly way of knowing. <laughs> yes, I often inspire people to think of Gene Wilder. That's usually my curse. But uh that way yeah. the boat is going. <laughs> I said good day. Anyway. <laughs> uh, but no, I think Incredibles 2 has a lot more to say than you think it does. I thought I don't think even the first movie has as much to say in that sense. It's got lots but, to say about like a family dynamic and- Yeah
0: the mum being the one going off and earning the bacon and I thought that was really great
1: I thought going from the, the way that first movie was which was basically frustrated husband of the movie to yeah. you know frustrated know. housewife the movie I thought that was a nice shift mm. and I thought the way they did it I thought the way that it all lined up the way that they'd uh, utilised Jack Jack and the way they utilised Edna and I love Edna to bits I'll watch an entire movie <laughs> of just Edna babysitting the baby I thought that was all really good I had a great time with it so has anyone tweeted yes we have okay I don't know what we're saying yet because i <laughs> on my you're phone. loading
0: you're fine you're fine don't worry I put you on the spot it's it's, it's, it's fair right I'm ready okay go at rickay rickay yeah go it's, it's ricky with uh, an a and then three y's uh? says I'm convinced but jack jack can defeat thanos <laughs> probably
1: <laughs> 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 yeah, well you know that's that's what crossovers are all about With the latest film news and reviews This is Offscreen The on-screen radio show and we're back in the park. So, Mister Allen, where are we going to head next? Where's Where's next on our agenda? So, you've a receptionist. Whoever that is. Okay. So, we've got three reviews we need to get through in vaguely decent time. I would say. So, the receptionist, which is the uh, latest film by uh, Jenny Liu, I think her name is, who is a uh, a London-based uh, Chinese filmmaker. I met her briefly the other night, actually. Okay. In a very strict, she was at uh, MK3D, so I met her very fleetingly on the, in the green room afterwards. But um Jenny Lew's made this film that is effectively it's set in London, it, it stars uh, oh my god I can't uh, remember Josh it. Whitehouse. No no the actual star is Shang uh, uh Shang Chen. Oh Shang Chen. I, I just Chen, looked I think at the first person was. on the IMDB. But. Whom I also met. Strange. <laughs> I met I met the actress and the and the director. Um the story is she is in a relationship with an up and coming architect who is uh josh whitehouse as you point out um she still needs to make her own money she winds up taking it. this is set by the way during the 2008 uh recession when the recession hit and, and when the, the bubble burst as it was the financial collapse and uh, she takes a job as the receptionist not just a clever title for an illegal massage parlor so you can kind of imagine the neon soaked visual aesthetic that we're going to be working with here and uh, yeah it's just, it, it bears a resemblance So this is a Jennifer Love Hewitt series at the minute just finished called The Client List that's kind of similar oh, right. yeah. there's yeah. shades of secret I have a call girl in there but of course this is going for much more art house dramatic kind of affair and it really lands it's a really powerful film it's a really dramatic really moving film a lot of that has to do with her performance I think the performance at the centre of it is, is absolutely terrific but I I think Jenny Liu is a director. She she does she has she has something to say. And I think uh, the way in which she frames everything, the way in which she brings it to life even when you're not particularly paying attention to even when you're, when you're involved in the minutiae of the character, kind of thing, you're not really thinking about the film, she still really delivers. I think it's a terrific film. Um, not going to be a terrifically wide release. I think, for instance, you, you will find this at your local, your local Curzon or Art House Cinema, I think you'll find it there. Um, but if you can see it, absolutely do. It's a tidy 100 minutes. doesn't outstay its welcome. It really lands. It really works. Do check it out absolutely worth seeing so next what have we got we've got i believe oh it's the dark next yeah it is right okay the dark i really like the dark so the dark is is notable for you and i because it's a bollywood film and we so rarely get to review Bollywood films. i love bollywood films man. i know they're always so good yeah and so this insane is Well, no, that's the thing as well you say it, so and say that's the thing about bollywood films isn't it they they know their tone they know the sensibility they're going for. They get there very quickly and they stay there. And The Dark is very much one of those. The Dark is a movie... Um. I would describe it as basically being kind of a Romeo and Juliet kind of a tale, but classically Bollywood. There's there's a a minor musical element to it, but I think for the most part it plays as a sort of straight drama with Bollywood sensibilities. The idea is that you've got the the young boy, the Romeo figure, who is the son of a local small restaurant owner who falls head over heels in love with the daughter of the corrupt town uh, political figure. Not mayor, but sort of like like a town congressman kind of a thing but he's blatantly corrupt he's depicted like Boise from Only Fools and Horses and (laughs) Boise yeah very sleazy very OTT and it becomes this this sort of romantic story between the two and where might it go um I have issues with it as a film. I enjoyed it for the most part, but I do think that every now and again, it it likes to play with its formula a little bit too much. It likes to be like, okay, well, now we're going to see what happens if we take it into this direction. It doesn't work. It doesn't work at all. Uh, the, the, The ending in particular takes it into a whole different genre of movie. And you're just like, well, that just ruined it. But I was enjoying that. I mean it's it's already it's two and like just over two and a quarter hours long mm. because Bollywood film, you know, they're usually two and a half. Usually two and a half hours with an intermission, sort of ten-minute intermission built in. Uh this is like just under 2.20, over two, two and a quarter thereabouts. And you you do feel like it, it takes far too many chances with its own tone. Having said that, uh Jean-Vicapor and Ishan Katar oh my god I finally got them right on the first yeah, try for the first time my god um, I think both really great performers I thought really likeable performers I think they sell the Romeo and Juliet aspect of it really well I thought I mean the whole thing is, it, it, they play it with this it, it plays almost like a live action Disney adaptation of Aladdin but made by Bollywood I'd watch that you would watch it all day long. yeah you, you absolutely get and you get that whole Aladdin falls for Jasmine because uh, Jean-Luc Kapoor is so just imme- immediately lovable that the minute she turns up on screen you're like I love you please marry me <laughs> it's, it's one of those performances, like be in every film ever I just I want to see no other actors who aren't you please thank you Um yeah. it has very much less than anything else yeah that down with this sort of thing to everything else i just i want to watch you forever um really captivating instantly lovable uh, performer uh but his performance as well has enough of that Aladdin-y charm in it um i would argue though that he rather than she falls more victim to the film's tonal whims Having said that, though, I did really enjoy it. I, I really did. I think the ending ruined it slightly, but I, I, I did enjoy it. I had a great time with it. So, uh, next on the list. Last what, one. What have we it? got? What have we got? It's uh, the, the Melissa George thing. It's uh, the, the, the Australian Australian drama with the burlesque. I'm going to tell you exactly what it is. Go on, it what is, is. it? Just, it's... just give me a
0: second to look at that.
1: <laughs> The Butterfly Tree. The Butterfly Tree. That's the one. Okay, so um, just right, full disclosure on this. If you pitch me a movie that Melissa George is a burlesque dancer on roller skates, I'm I'm kind of... I'm, I'm pretty easily in for that. I'm, I'm done. You, you've, you've got my money. Right? Okay, first and foremost. This is written and directed by Priscilla Cameron. It is... I would describe it as an, uh, an Australian art house drama. And it stars Melissa George, uh, formerly of Home and Away and Alias. And uh, uh, what was that? Terrence... St- the Limey... That Steven Soderbergh yes. movie with yeah and, and 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 Mulholland Drive. I'm not. I'm going to stop mentioning Melissa George movies because I'm you, just. You know a lot of them. I'm I'm in love with Melissa George. It's 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 an ongoing love affair that's lasted 25 years. Oh, at
0: this She's in 30 Days of Night. I remember now.
1: She was. She was uh, Josh Hartman's missus, wasn't she? Mm-hmm. And then weirdly gets replaced for the director DVD sequel. Who saw that coming? But uh, did you ever see that Thirty Days of Night? I don't dark days it, no. or something like that. Dead days. Dark Days, Something. Like that. There is a sequel. Anyway, so this stars uh, Must George as Evelyn. She is an esque uh, esque uh, esque ex burlesque queen. Um, she basically. Do you remember that Simpsons episode where Bart gets the job working for the Burlesque House? Of course I do. Right, imagine that with Ed Oxenbold from Ma- Alexander and the Terrible Horrible. The... Maison yeah. Thank you, yes. So, Ed Oxenbold from The Visit is Bart Simpson. <laughs> and in this version, Homer falls for the burlesque answer as well, but there's no Marge. Right. That's the best way to describe it. Um, really gripping film. I, th- I I loved how how well it explored that first love aspect, you know that element of that you're 12 years old, you will never be with this woman, It is is unrealistic. But she looks and sounds like Melissa George. So it's absolutely understandable, and every man watching this is sat there on the edge of his seat going, we all had that one great love when we were <laughs> 12. I'm, yeah. you know, I'm not crying at all. <laughs> you know? And it has that feeling. It's really well captured, really well shot, and I think the way that it delves a little bit into fantasy and it goes with almost Terry Gilliam-like visuals, very fleetingly, for about 30 seconds here and there, it goes into Terry Gilliam territory, and this sort of elevated out-of-body experience, and I really love it, I love the way they've captured the burlesque element, and the way Melissa George plays up to it, and I I think genuinely great role for Melissa George, great role for Ed Oxenbold as well, and I think Ewan Leslie, who plays his father, um, also quite good, great movie, really, really good, not quite the grand, which you kind of thought it was Mm. going to be going I'll be honest with you I got pitched this as erotic drama erotic coming of age drama starring Melissa George and you were like I'm in my response was hold my beer (laughs) because hold my gin sounds so much less cool Um, I really really enjoyed it I thought this was a really great movie with the latest film news and reviews this is Offscreen the onscreen radio show And we're back for one last ride, Hi. Mr. Allen. Hello. So, uh have you got a piece of film news for me? Take us to I the have,
0: Yeah, so we spoke a while ago, but um, Hansen uh, Johansson mm-hmm. um, kind of came under some fire for accepting a job role.
1: Ghost so- in the Shell. Two. Okay, that makes absolute sense. Yes, <laughs> two, 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 two ghosts, two shell, <laughs> two ghosts, two
0: shell. Yeah, I'd absolutely watch that movie. Yeah, um, actually, this new one was going to be reunited with the director of that film. Really, kind of funny. But hang hang on. on, Rupert Sanders? Is it Rupert Sanders? Rupert, Sa- yeah, Rupert Sanders
1: actually showed up to work twice. That's never happened. Yeah, and uh, doesn't know, he usually just quit films and
0: didn't didn't have sex with with the lead and cause a big wait wait wait. And wait stuff. Hang and, on, uh, he
1: showed up and didn't bone anyone. It was good. This sounds ludicrous. Yeah. You're making this, this is, up. This is not Rupert Sanders, and <laughs> we all know. <laughs> this is not the Snow White enhancement director we all knew and loved.
0: <laughs> um, yeah, they were going to do a film uh, called Rub and Tug where um, she was going to be playing a trans man. Ah. That did not go down very well.
1: Yeah, it turns out people are not big fans of Scarlett Johansson capitalising on their casting.
0: No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Funny that. It's weird because like she is obviously such a big name that she can get projects greenlit just on her name. It's true. I think if, yeah. if she
1: wanted to play Kevon Jenea Wallace, she presumably could. She could. Well, I mean, they'd allow her to. Just there would be a backlash. Obviously, see,
0: I would rather see uh, Kavon Jenea Wallace playing Scarlett Johansson.
1: That, absolutely, yes, I, I would rather see uh, the the Scarlett Johansson story brought to life by <laughs> Kevon <Kevandre laughs> Wallace. <laughs> Only for the Ghost World era, just to see who they got to be th- uh, the Thor Birch. What, but still, Kavon Janae Wallace as well. She can do a dual role. Absolutely, I could totally see that.
0: We only talk about her so much just because we love saying her name. Oh, totally. Come on, Jenny.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: It's like Mads Mickelson. Yeah, it is. Even if you
1: don't like Mads Mickelson as an actor, it's just nice to say Mads Mickelson. Oh,
0: that's a a lethal weapon team up you want to see, isn't it? That's a fun name to say, Francisco. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, uh, uh, Robin Tug was going to be the film that we were going to be in. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, creating together she is gone she's exited the film and because she's left the film over the casting controversy uh, the film is pretty much dead now she's a bit of a shame because it was an interesting story yeah it, was, it had intrigue yeah. didn't yeah. it yeah. but it's it's just a shame that like just because she's gone means that, that film is gone as well <laughs> instead of just getting a trans actor
1: yeah, yeah to which you just think like really nobody just wanted to just make a couple of calls and attempt to find someone yeah. but, Oh, okay, we're just going to go with Sky Joe. Okay, fine. <laughs> but, uh... will uh, d that's the film industry. So, uh, speaking of film industry, uh, mm. final review of the week. Is a film. Is a film. Shocker. Made of celluloid. <laughs> and actors. <laughs> no, no, it's not. With, <laughs> with cuts and scenes and things. Yeah. <laughs> and directions. <laughs> it stars Johnny Foster. Oh, I mean, she, she's it. She's, she's in it, yeah. She's, she's been in a few things. Hotel Artemis. Yeah. Right, so, imagine John Wick's world... Imagine what a hospital would be like in John Wick's world. So, like next next to the hotel, next to the hotel, it's another, another hotel. hotel, and you but check is it, in. But is it a hotel? But it's got rules, and uh, you know it's got rules, and you got, in that way that John Wick has the continental rules. Yes, right. can not so, kill anyone on hotel grounds. Exactly. So, bungled robbery goes wrong. Still, in K Brown checks in with his injured brother. Checks into the hotel, which is run by uh, 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 Jodie Foster. Also in the hotel are Charlie Day and Sophia Batella as alternative hitmen, or hitwomen, or hit people. Hit and... Uh, and then it turns out that the criminal underworld's major boss, whose bit of casting I'm not going to spoil for you, although the credits do, and IMDB will do this in a second, gets injured and turns up, and all hell breaks loose. Here's a clip.
0: Hey, are we safe in here from doomsday? I mean, are these walls fortified with anything? Those people are animals. I just want clean water. Well, then they can get a job and pay for water like the rest of us. don't like that? You one of those bleeding heart types? Well, hey, cops kill poor people, poor people kill cops. That's the circle of life. Hakuna Matata.
1: Use it for the robots just swimming in your outer canal. Take one in an hour, and then after that, you can go. All right. Uh, hey, uh, my TV's broken. I want to watch your riots. Has an old one in the game room. It's hardwired. It should be working. Right, hang on. You want me to go out there with the criminals? Go to what's it, buddy. Hang on. So it's not a spoiler. Not at all. That he's all over marketing. OK. So yeah. Jeff Goldblum is the he's, wolf he's, king. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Fair. OK. He's very good, isn't he? Good. Although he's just playing Jeff Goldblum. Uh, Jodie Foster's probably the takeaway star. Sterling K. Brown, exactly as fun as you think he's going to be. This feels like a spin-off to John Wick. It's not, it does weirdly seem to come from the same studio, yeah. and it has the it could same be look. the same world. But I feel like if you told me after the fact, like if they decide to retroactively make this, you could, you could absolutely do that, mm. that, that would totally work. Um, I had fun with it, I don't think it lent on its bloodthirsty, violent credentials quite as well as it should have, in that John Wicky kind of way. Mm. Um, but right. other than that, it, it works, it has a sort of Smoking Aces kind of a feel to it, Like if you remember that, like, yeah. I mean, more Smoking Aces than the the, the damn sequel, but, you know... (laughs) um, Yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. Charlie Day is a bit trying in it, because I think he's a bit of an annoyance. He's depicted as being a bit of an annoyance. But, uh... Jodie Foster, a lot of fun. Love Sterling K. Brown. I'll watch Sophia Batella in anything. Hell, I've even seen the Mummy remake. But, (laughs) you know, more than once. Yeah. uh, That's how much I like Sophia Batella. You just uh, fast forward over Muscle Chromitz. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, That that whole, uh, we are secret keepers kind of nonsense. (laughs) We are S.H.I.E.L.D. But not actually shield. Not shield. Not, but not we can't, we can't shield, say don't. shield
0: for uh, legal,
1: yeah. legal reasons. We, we are shield. Copyright pending. <laughs> you know, that's how it works. Um, but yeah, I had a lot of fun with it. Go and see it, but see it knowing that you're watching a pretty disposable 90 minute actioner. Do you remember that one with Salma Hayek? Everly. Well, yeah, of course, yeah. So yeah. Kind of like that. Kind of like that, not, not brilliant. But and that but in it's... itself was like the Colombiana. Yeah, Colombiana, oh, yeah. another one. Or the Losers, or those kind of you know, that, that crop of action films we had the last yeah. sort, of, sort of seven, eight years. One of those, but it's one of the more disposable hour-and-a-half ones, be If you When you're seeing two films and you've got that awkward hour-and-40-minute break in between them, rather than going for the Five Guys like you normally do, just see just that. It's fine as well. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's all good. It's not film of the week. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, Yeah. Is it The First Purge again? I mean, clearly, it's always The First Purge. <laughs> the First Purge is a great movie. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, I don't know. I mean, to be honest with you, I think I'm going to come away from this week and think it's the receptionist or the butterfly tree but I'm aware that they are very artsy films they're very art house films yeah I'm no. not going to see those I would like to but oh, I, yeah. You, yeah. You, you and Cass aren't going to be at the uh, the box office queue you know on Saturday night thinking I really want to see that moving erotic Melissa George drama
0: I book all my films online so I can't remember the last time I was in a box office queue was really? the last time I saw a box office actually in a cinema
1: we stood at one last week when we saw skyscraper <laughs> technically a concession that's counter. a concession but they're the same diff now it's twenty eight. they are now yeah you know everything's everything now and if, and if I wasn't with you I would have just booked it online <laughs> probably yeah, yeah I remember I've literally seen you book tickets yeah. Um, but yeah so go and see the receptionist that's actually genuinely intriguing uh, go and see the butterfly tree I enjoyed that I would tell Artemis is a bit of fun but just whatever you do, don't don't see Escape Plan Two colon Hades starring Fifty Cent. Don't see that <laughs> at all. It's terrible. It's rubbish. You can do better. Don't watch it. Would you go see
0: uh, Escape Plan Two uh, Hades colon? Oh, I mean if it's Hades colon, hold the
1: more game. Definitely. Like, don't don't tease me, man. Do, do not tease the colon. <laughs> do not tease the colon. Anyway, let's talk about next week because uh, we've got some really intriguing stuff next week. Uh, we've got Kokote next week. We've got Apostasy next week. We've got Iceman next week. Uh, Tracking Edith is next week. Hotel Transylvania 3, A Monster Vacation. Yes. Or, um, as I'm going to call it, Hotel Transylvania 3, Chipwrecked is out next week. Hotel as well. Transylvania 3, Artemis. Exactly. That is out next week. And, last but by no means least, Mission Impossible Fallout which I think we've both been told is probably the greatest action movie ever at some point yeah at least like two times this week probably yeah that's about right <laughs> so in the meanwhile that's uh, that's all to come uh, and more next week off screen this has been a candy store for On Screen I've been Van Cot, I've been the receptionist and we'll be back just show me the way to get out of here and I'll be on my way you've been listening to Off Screen for more news and reviews visit onscreenfilm.com podcast extras so you know we've got to talk film news we gotta do all this this fun that we do and uh yeah. so yeah it's just been a, a very intriguing week and uh we need to talk about dune we yes do. We, yes, we do. <laughs> we do. We do. First of all, um, it's the 25th anniversary this year of Demolition Man. There is a point. There is a connective tissue between what I'm saying. Don't worry. If you follow me in a circular motion, I'm as Kevin Spacey to. said, I will get to a point. Um, you don't want to do anything for Kevin Spacey, said. So, you <laughs> you, <laughs> you end get... up in either jail or therapy. <laughs> when he talked about the motions he wants to take, I, uh, I don't listen. Um, so. Uh, you remember Demolition Man, there's that whole thing about now every restaurant is Taco Bell. Taco Bell, yeah. Uh, it's the 25th anniversary of this year, they're opening that Taco Bell at uh, San Diego Comic-Con. Um, I do think now that we have some, uh, t- uh, Taco Bell in the UK, we can finally, I think we deserve an edit. We deserve the original edits of Demolition Man back.
0: Now the Taco Bells are so like omnipresent in this country.
1: Yeah, exactly. Um, Taco We've got Bells like on... three of them in Sheffield. Sheffield has about three or four of them, doesn't there? Yeah. Yeah, like Excel Road and, 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 yeah. There's been one at Santa Entertainment and... Oh, God, there's one that's entertainment. I had somehow forgotten that. Yeah. But it's, oh. it's dangerously close to my house. Yes, yes, I know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, they've just opened a Sketchers store next to my house. So I'm. Have they? Yeah, did you not know this? So basically, we were like, right, let's look where our target audience is and put one right next to itself. Our, our target audience: people who live across the church, who live across the road from the church, and hate everyone who goes there for taking their parking spots, but wear a lot of blazers and sketches. Let's open blazer stores and sketches stores and an M and S food. So that's now open next to my house, Get in. complete with a drive-through Costa. It's like they're begging me to just live there. <laughs> I don't like my house as it is. I might just, you know, set up shop and and move in there. But, uh, no, so um, it turns out that Timothy Chalamet has been offered uh, a role in uh, Dune. He's been offered Paul Atreides. Cool. The the Carl McLaughlin role. Yeah. Because my only knowledge of Dune, I'll, I'll confess this now, before the movie's out, I have never read Dune.
0: I've never read it. I've seen the David Lynch one.
1: You see it. I, I, I've, yes. I've seen it. I don't remember it. I've seen bits of it that I yeah. do remember. Uh, my knowledge of Dune, largely... Is, is Sting. No, not even that. <laughs> my knowledge largely comes from the PC game in the early 90s. You used to play with right. a mouse. You know, that game, that is my knowledge of Dune. Which I'm told is a more faithful adaption, uh, adaptation. Sorry, but uh, yeah. So Timothy Chalamet is going to be in it. He's going to be Paul Atreides, the main central character. Paul uh, Karl McLaughlin played him in. Was it eighty? When was something, something? eighty-two? Early eighties, early eighties. Yeah. He's gonna play that. That's fine. Cool kind of see that casting happening. And also, to quote Demolition Man, now all restaurants are Taco Bell, by 2032, when Demolition Man is set, all films will be Timothy Chalamet. I don't get this, because he's not not been in that many things. Do do you remember when Oscar season was going on, he was in, like, three films? He was in, like, three of the Oscar crop. Yeah. he, he was just like, wow, okay, this kid is a thing, apparently. Fair. Yeah, he was in Call Me By Your Peach. You call me by your Peach, indeed. Um, yes, uh, yes, yes. Lady Peach.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Lady Peach. But I this, Like this that. Just I like, that. Sometimes. <laughs> like um uh Lucas Hedges was a, like last year he was in like He was, wasn't he? Two yeah. or three different things. And then he turned so. up in Lady Peach. Yeah. So, and also he's in uh, free billboards.
1: Oh god he is, yes. So
0: So either Timber Shelly or Lucas Hedges. Good lord um, Luke Sedges is um, In a film called Boy Raised. I don't know if you Have heard about it That's this. on the way out Is that the Nicole Kidman one It's Nicole Kidman uh, Russell Nachler <laughs> Fair Fair <laughs> and, um, It's uh, written and directed uh, By Joel Edgerton
1: Wow Okay Yeah the
0: Trailer drop for every day um, Looks very interesting <laughs>
1: Um, I have a uh, a bit of film news that you might enjoy. All right. Uh this is this is fresh off the presses as well. Literally, this is literally popped up on the no, screen really. in front of me. Um, so they've been doing press interviews about Sony's Spider Man Spider Verse as they're calling it. Oh yeah, and is this the Venom one? Well, I mean that that's the first chapter, isn't it? Is the Venom one, and then we're going to get uh, silver, and table. Silver, silver and silver and silver and silver and black, black yeah. silver and black, and then we're going to get to. Uh, uh, Oh, God the vampire the... one, M- Mobius, Morbius, 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 Morbius. Yeah. Morbius. Yeah, sorry, Morbius. And then whatever that Spike Lee one was. Oh, no, 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 yeah, that too. sounded really cool. Actually. Yeah, that sounded pretty interesting. Well, well like he looks, and it's him yeah. himself. It's in his dead body or something in yeah. the future. Yeah. <laughs> um. So like, this 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 alternative Spider Verse, as it's as it's sort of offhandedly being called, it's not the MCU, it's not Marvel Cinematic Universe. So they can't use Spider Man, but they have these movies with Spider Man characters. Yeah. Now. In the case of Venom, obviously, you and I have had this conversation before. I I take significant umbrage with Venom being a movie and it having nothing to do with Spider-Man because the character simply can't exist the way that he does Mm. if there's no Spider-Man because even his physical appearance is meant to be the reflection of Spider-Man. Brian Michael Bendis. Are you familiar with Brian Michael I Bendis? I am indeed. Okay, so the comic writer, Brian Michael Bendis, who has he's dipped his toes into the multimedia world in the last few years. He's produced a couple of shows, things like that. Um, he has he has been interviewed about it. And this is, this is the quote. <laughs> okay. Um, I happen to have heard some of the plans that have not been made public. You're asking if they're cool? I thought they were very cool. Fans won't be annoyed with what they're doing. The people who grew up wanting these movies are now making them, and not just a crappy Spider-Man movie. A really good Spider-Man movie. Everyone's aiming high now. Right? Yeah. Okay. That, that's a bit. So, dog- that's what we was saying about Venom. No, no. He's saying this about the universe. That little cinematic universe that Sony are attempting to carve out. Of which, what is it? The what do they call it? They had a term, didn't? It? Like the alternative Marvel universe, or the uh, the adjunct adjunct MCU, or something like that. <laughs> The off-centre MCU? I... So that's nice and catchy. Yeah, the off-centre MCU. <laughs> like that. Um, the problem is that that really does sound like a Trump statement, doesn't it? That yeah. sounds like a real hyperbole, hyperbole-ridden synopsis of what's going on. And I, I, I wish them the best. Fake MCU. Yeah, I wish them all the best for it. Like, I, I hope Venom's brilliant. I really do. I, I don't think for a second it will be. Mm. I don't think that's. What I think uh, the Mobius one. Like, why we already had Blade? What reboot Blade? If you want to do Mobius, reboot Blade and, and put him in there. I want to have a Blade show. Wouldn't much. Uh, have a... Did you
0: ever see that in the Blade show? Yeah, so a bit what of it, did? but I think I think it was a really good Blade show.
1: But it's still, like, yeah, now Blade. there is, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like like Netflix style. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, who would you get? Who, who's your Blade? Oh, I don't know. Like I don't John know. Boyega wants Blade. Well, obviously, yeah. he really wants Anthony Mackie wants Blade. He's, like, think, he's, he's, he's Falcon. He's, I think he's... like, dude, you're Falcon. No. No, nope, sorry, not allowed. They'd but both are
0: uh, good. I think, I think you need to get a British guy. So John Baker would be good. Um, John Baker would, yeah.
1: I think or, if he properly beefed up about, um Is it, is it Alfie, Alfie Enoch? No, it, I, that wasn't who I was. I just had a thought. You're going to love this. Daniel Collier But yeah. of course, he's already technically in the he's, Marvel Universe. He's already, but, he's already there. But how good a blade would he be, though? Oh, it might it awesome. Because when that man does the piercing stare... Yeah, that's that's a that's a that's an eyeball twitching Get him, get him, right like some there. contacts
0: as well. Yeah. Be, yeah,
1: Oh man, that'd be so good. I look John Boyega though. Who else like, could we get? Loved Boyega. Lenny Henry. Uh, Patterson Joseph. Yeah. <laughs> the, man, the man with a backwards name. Uh, what's, who's his character in Peep Show? He's the boss. Johnson, Johnson. Johnson. Johnson, Johnson and Peep Show. Yeah. Consultio, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Consultius. Consult oh man, the Peep Show. But yeah, John Boyega I think be really great yeah. played. But uh, do yeah. you've obviously that. Stop wasting these things on movies. It's it's just like why? Give us more shows. Yeah, yeah. Give us give us shows, they can be ongoing, they can be fun. But uh, yeah, but not, but not as like high risk. Well, they're not. But I mean, having said that, I always thought it was weird that like Marvel did the whole Sony deal and then still put Spider-Man in movies, when the more obvious answer was spend one hundred million dollars on a premium cable TV show about Spider-Man. It will last longer than the movie ever will. People will love it more. How fanatical are people about Game of Thrones? Hmm. You know, imagine that fandom with Spider-Man.
0: But that's not saying that this Spider-Man is a failure. Cause it's oh, no, no, no. I, I love it. Yeah. I
1: love Tom Holland's Spider-Man, I, uh, Homecoming. I think it's great. Mm. I don't know if you could do this Spider-Man as a show. No, but I think you still could have the same kind of inspiration. Maybe, yeah. Like the, the Ultimate Universe thing that they do in, in these the, the new movies. Which I, I, <laughs> yeah. like, I like I love the, the, the he's now actually 15 yeah. <laughs> the element. That's fun. Yeah, it really, really works. Anyway, so uh, film news. What have we got? Do we uh, have anything else? Let's see. Did you see the? Uh, We've got loads of sirens going off behind us today. I apologize. There is loads. Yeah, like it is. It's like a bloodbath out there. I don't. It's somewhere in the city. Somewhere Sam. That's what it is. But <laughs> <laughs> it's always Spike Lee's fault. It's always Spike Lee. Um, did you, you? We watched that uh, Bohemian Rhapsody trailer before. Yeah, really we just watched it. Yeah. yeah. What that, do you reckon? That's pretty cool. Yeah, like I still I'm, don't know
0: how I, how I feel about it. I want to be really excited, and I'm not
1: yeah and I don't know why that's the thing you've got to be down on it because you know what it could have been you know we yeah. could have had that Sasha Baron Cohen version yeah but if it uh, was still Sacha Baron Cohen I would be crazy excited you'd be in on it wouldn't you you'd be like yeah told yeah, totally yeah but uh, and
0: I think Rand Malik does look great he just doesn't look like Freddy to me
1: do you know what i think? I oh. feel like the teeth are a bit exaggerated. I feel like they are cartoonishly exaggerated. Maybe that's what it is, yeah. Maybe that is it. Uh, I do love his delivery of the line There's only room for one hysterical queen. One hysterical in this queen. Band. Yeah, that's I, that's really good. That's because that's absolutely something Freddie Mercury would have said. Yeah. You can if imagine him saying. Yeah, that, if it's, so it's not Georgia. actually been documented, it's something he would. Yeah, <laughs> Sad. Do you do you ever watch documentaries? Do you ever watch documentaries about Freddie Mercury? Yeah, I've watched a few. Actually. Like he, that, that man, that was a great interview subject. Yeah, right
0: there, and how much he loved his cats.
1: Oh, you know. yeah, lo- love of the
0: cats are the Did you notice know that yeah. shot as
1: well? Yeah, when walking past all the. Yeah, love yeah. that, which is pretty amazing. That's a, that's a that's a good detail. You have to have that detail, I think. Um, but, uh, no, but news that heart broke me this week, and I, oh, it is. I'm not I'm not getting over this. So, um, Paramount. Who, the, you know, we want to stop mince words on Paramount. Paramount have a, a bit of a lack of franchises. Yeah, you know, if you look at it, I think the only active ongoing franchise, I think, within Paramount is Mission Impossible. I think the Transformers universe is currently being retooled post Bumblebee, isn't it? Yeah. But they want a franchise. Yeah. Who doesn't want a franchise? You want, if you're in films, you want franchises. They wanted G.I. Joe to be a franchise. They, of uh, course they did. Yeah, yeah. Um, they, Well, they, they tried that Hasbro shared universe thing For a while. with Mask, yeah. didn't they, and, and G.I. Joe. Um, well, they, they even bought the rights to The Saint, which made me very happy. I'm a big fan oh, of man. The Saint. yeah, that would have been great. Yeah. And absolutely, do that, get James Purefoy, we'll talk. <laughs> but, so, they have a new franchise they think might work. What is it? Um, I I mean this, this this is basically printing your own money. I'll admit, like this clearly will make loads of money, <laughs> huge bank. Whether or not it'll be any good, I can't tell you. But Paramount are rebranding, or oh, sorry, re rebooting, rebooting the entire franchise of Rugrats. Yes, they are. Yes, they are. So we get a new TV series That's new... some printing money. That is, isn't it? How how you can merchandise the hell out of that? Jeez. I'm surprised that Nickelodeon never did it way back when. Because we had a conversation of... about 90s and nostalgia recently. Yeah, this is
0: like the perfect way to capitalise.
1: on it. Oh, it kind of is. Yeah. I mean, it's not Clarissa explained It all the reboot, but I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> you get me a Clarissa reboot in which Melissa Joan Hart's the mum. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's Halston Sage and Melissa Joan Hart is now her mum. I'm I'm totally in on that, but. <clears throat> Uh, but yeah, so of course, Paramount, does Paramount own Nickelodeon. Is that how? I think. So, I think yeah. so. Yeah, because Nickelodeon now have the Turtles and Turtles as a Paramount property, isn't it? And that's apparently getting rebooted. Like it now. is. Like yeah, they're doing a third one of those. I, is it going to be another sequel? Or we just rebooted. No, it? I, I heard no it was going to be another reboot. So no, again. not a clue. I mean, don't don't waste. There's going to be no way to like differentiate it though. It's just, it's just going to feel like a third. Yes. Hey, if, if you've got two cinematic franchises that have featured Megan Fox, you run with them. You run with them all you can. And you run away from Fox. Nobody ever want the Jennifer's Body sequel, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> <You know? laughs> but yeah, so uh, we, get the t- we get a new TV series of Rugrats, but we're also getting a cinematic effort. A live-action one. Live-action CG hybrid. Oh, really? So, I didn't know yes. it was going to be that. Right. So the kids, the Rugrats themselves, will be the CG construction in a live-action movie.
0: No, but that's going to be freaky. Yes, it is. That's isn't kind of it. Weird. That's
1: terrifying, isn't That's it? That's
0: really why. Why would they be cartoons? Well, not only that. And yeah. why is the rest of
1: the world not? What do you do about Angelica? Yeah, because exactly. that was the whole thing. Because wasn't Angelica like four or five years older than the rest of the kids? Yeah, well, yeah, she's she's like five, I guess. Yeah, like they're they're like one or two, and she's five yeah. thereabouts, and yeah. I mean, I, I like the idea of a Rugrats film franchise. I mean, I loved the Rugrats movies when, when they were yeah. in the 90s. Went to Paris and stuff. Yeah. yeah. Didn't they meet the Wild Thornberries at yes, one point? Yes, they did. Yeah, later. Later. Um, but yeah, but this is just a bit like, why why are you doing a live-action CGI? Who asked for this? Because it's not like the Rugrats are dogs or cars yeah. or anything. They're, they are people. So why are
0: you going to have... Like, presumably... Of a grown ups going to be?
1: The grown ups are going to be live action, like because clearly Brecken Mayer needs a job. <laughs> but, you know. but why? By the way, can I can I float you one? Right, you, you tell me. Right, hmm. back in two thousand three, two thousand four, when we when when there was a Garfield movie, right?
0: Breck and I, was, I was wondering where Breckenmeyer was. Yeah, Breck and Mayer was was this. John,
1: wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Uh, right, Steve Buscemi. That's all I'm saying. Steve Buscemi he's got my eyes as John he's in the Garfield eyes. movie yeah. that, that's, that's the casting isn't it yeah although I would now accept Jason Bateman mm. I think either of those
0: that's, <laughs> that's perfect casting isn't it we get Jason Bateman with Steve Buscemi's eyes <laughs>
1: <laughs> wasn't there a meme was there where someone they, they <laughs> kept putting Steve Bissetti's <laughs> eyes, eyes. Yeah. on like Scarlett Johansson yeah, and um, supermodels and, yeah yeah and you're like I, I, I'm i scared by this in all the worst ways anyway but uh, yeah so live action CG Rugrats
0: I don't understand how that is going to work dude your child is going to be born into a world in which that's a movie I know get me a live action hybrid of um, our real monsters Ooh,
1: 100% oh that i mean I'm, in, I'm in on that
0: that's what we want that'd be a amazing in fact I mean having yeah. said
1: that I like the idea of let's finally look at the Nickelodeon brand because like you just pointed mm. out about like real monsters there are a lot of properties in the Nickelodeon canon loads they're just like how are these not a thing like, how is I Hey Arnold How's that not a thing?
0: Like, a proper live-action hey You could do, like, your own Little little Rascals version, but with hey arts yeah. it'd be amazing. It'd I mean, be right, you
1: need to CG, him into, CG a kid it into a football. Yeah, of course. The, you know, uh, what was the other one? Rocko's
0: Modern Life I used to really <gasps> like. Black Modern Life. That's oh. one of my
1: favourite shows ever. Oh, man, I love that. Yeah. With
0: his, with his ridiculous Hawaiian shirt. And I think Wild Thornberry's could come back absolutely didn't that, that had a couple of movies didn't it a couple animated movies he's had his own movie and then we did the, rug the Rugrats yeah. crossover um, do you know what show I used to really really dig on yeah. Nickelodeon actually the Jumanji
1: show oh yeah I yeah, remember that. yeah, yeah. I thought it was really interesting looking there was a weird point around the turn of the century when is that when I think Trouble was a TV station remember that like, yeah, I remember. Uh, yeah and I, I mean I remember only for episodes of Hang Time. <sighs> Uh hangtime and USA High, which uh, which I have a I have a, I have a soft spot for, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna lie. Mary Beth Pepperton, yo anyway. Um <laughs> I'm guessing Cassie was a fan of USA High. That seems like I her Hangtime And hangtime.
0: Hang she still refers to Auntie Anderson as, as Teddy from Hangtime. Hang hang <laughs> Thank you. We have that in my house as well. Yeah, Teddy from Hangtime. Every time we watch Blackish. Yes, yeah. Blackish, every time.
1: Teddy from Hangtime. Yeah, <laughs> Teddy from Hangtime. And for me, I'm like, no, he's the drive in dude from uh, Harold Kumar. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come on, Pookie, let's burn this mother down. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, like, like Trouble used to show things like that. It used to show The Mask. Remember The Mask, on the TV series? Yeah, I liked that, actually. Like an animated show yeah. that ignored the one rule that that series had which was he could only become the mask at night. Yes. Yeah. But in the series, who cares? Yeah.
0: There was loads of great shit. There was Bat, Freakazoid, those kind of shows. Remember,
1: uh, oh, man, was it... There was a Dumb and Dumber series, wasn't there? Like, we had a thing about turning Jim Carrey movies into cartoons. Yeah. (laughs) Like, Ace Ventura (laughs) has one. Ace Ventura one. one, yeah. Yeah. Like, Dumb and Dumber was just like Harry and Lloyd on a road trip all the time in the dog van. Mm. The... I never really watched it. Um I just uh, found
0: a very small piece of glass in my shoe.
1: Oh okay that which is Which
0: is not related to a film
1: or anything. You know what's really weird? I, I broke a found... wine glass this morning and cleaned it up, but that was in London. So yeah. So Mystery of a
0: Traveling uh... Uh, wine shot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it's it's the bee under Gillian Anderson's collar in the X in the X-Files movie. Yeah. You know that <laughs> there's a point in the X-Files movie in which Gillian Anderson transports a bee. Uh, from the heartland of America to Washington, D.C. So from... Without, without noticing. So
0: she transports it from uh, point A to... To point B. point
1: B. Oh, my God. I love you, man. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> One love, dog. Anyway. <laughs> Let's see what else is in the... Uh, in the what is this? Apparently, there's a trailer doing the rounds at the minute for a movie starring Stanley Tucci and Matt Smith. Oh, is this that patient zero? Patient zero, yeah. It. We should watch it after we stop talking. Yeah, we should. We should absolutely. Um, the Rock is apparently the most successful uh, movie star ever now, thanks entirely yes. to social media. Yeah, fair. I guess. I mean,
0: his social media game is on point.
1: It is on point. That's the kids It say. really is. You say, as the kids say, it comes from the movie. What was it? The night before. Yes, it does. It's Anthony Mackie. My social media game is on point. <laughs> <laughs> um I'm trying to think what else we got. Oh, the Duncan Jones is going to adapt Rogue Trooper which is a 2000 2000 AD. AD I'm not I I, I remember I, I read a lot of 2000 AD growing up. I was a big Judge Dredd fan. I wasn't overly familiar with Rogue Trooper. No. I mean, I've I've encountered it, but I don't know it. It's a blue-skinned immortal soldier, I think, Yeah, I believe that's correct. Future War or something. Um, I think what else now? Um, we also had, I okay, it was Oh, oh Bruce Willis. We've got to talk about Bruce Willis. Right. What has he said? Right. Just for dramatic effect, I'm going to light my cigarette as I break this news.
0: Do it right right into the lab, mate.
1: I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it right out for dramatic effect. So, Bruce Willis uh, did a comedy roast this last week.
0: (laughs) Yeah, for uh, Comedy Central.
1: Yeah. And, uh, well, according to Bruce Willis, according to the man himself, by his own words and with no equivocation, Die Hard is not a Christmas film, so we can't trust
0: Bruce Willis on anything.
1: Nope. I'm but, and, I'm but, but, no, I'm done. I'm sorry, no.
0: Willis Extraction? I'm done.
1: No, I'm done. I'm sorry. That's it. That's that's the end of my tether now. That's that's it. Yeah. I've stuck with Brucey through a lot. Okay, I have sat through Extraction. Yes, you and I sat have. through that movie in which he fought Mark Pogossoloff. I sat through that, and the <laughs> one in which he fought Christopher Maloney. Yeah, I sat through Marauders. Marauders. Marauders yeah. yeah, I sat through two Die Hard sequels that didn't need to exist. Including one star in Chai Courtney. You sound like Simon Amstel. I mean, Chai Courtney, man. But no, I'm sorry, if you're telling me now, 20 oh. years to the day Because right? isn't it like a, we're like a week off the 20th anniversary, aren't we? It's like, like it was a summer relief Hard. Um, no, not 20th, surely, 30th. Hang on, so hang on. Oh, yeah, 30th. 30th yeah. anniversary, yeah. To so which you just think, like, no, you, you can't now tell. All of us, who have grown up our yeah. entire lives... Watching it every Christmas. Every Christmas. You can't now tell us. It's not the Nightmare Before Christmas. You're not Henry Selick. Shut up.
0: Yeah. That's
1: it. That's that's what I'm going with. <laughs> well, <laughs> I, sorry, it's affected me emotionally. I can tell. <laughs> what does he know? <laughs> but, uh, yeah... But yeah, no Bruce Willis, who won't get out of bed for more than two, for less than two million, because yeah. um, that's his that's his day rate, isn't it? Yes, his it is, his isn't day it? rate is two million a day. That's the famous thing. <laughs> but apparently, apparently people yeah.
0: still pay that to him.
1: Yep, apparently. Well, uh, Len Wiseman, I think, he's going to do it next. Yes, uh, he is. Yeah, with Die Hard Forever or whatever it's called. Is that going to be the one where we get a
0: young John McClane?
1: Have you ever read the comic book? No. So I actually did read it. It's called Die Hard Year One. It's distributed by uh, Boom Studios, who are uh, a pretty decent sized comic label. They do a lot of branded properties, for instance. Okay. They're, they're a lot of like franchise things they, they, they put out comic versions on. They did a Die Hard comic, Die Hard Year One, which apparently is the ori- original iteration of what we're now guessing as Die Hard Six. And it is set in the 70s, mm-hmm. uh, around New York City, in the Summer of Sam. Uh, during that heatwave, and, and it's John McClane like taking accident. He's a patrolman, and he accidentally comes across terrorists and has to take them down. And, like in the port, in the New York Harbor, or whatever it was. And it's a decent comic. It's fine, I guess. It works because it's a comic, and you don't need to imagine someone being a young Bruce Willis. Mm. Because someone's drawn him. Because someone's drawn him with pictures and lines and shading <laughs> yeah. and colours. You know, that wonderful thing. Um, but unfortunately, uh, in fact, I film news right to this in a minute, actually. Um, but they want to make this a movie. They want to make a sequel. And they want to basically split the comic books. The comic book is the 70s se- sequences. That'll be half the movie. And that yeah. will be flashback. But then they want John McClane now. Because, like, like, bookend it. I'm wondering if they're going to go down the route... That they that was rumored years ago, a couple of years ago, there was a rumor that the thirtieth or thirty fifth anniversary of Die Hard or whatever was going to be met by a film called Die Hard Forever. Samuel L. Jackson would be back, and it involved them going to China. So this becomes believable very quickly. Yeah, <laughs> China money. <laughs> they they went to oh no no they went to Japan. Sorry, they went to Tokyo. It wasn't yeah they went to Tokyo to the new Nakatomi building. For the anniversary of what had happened years earlier. For some reason, Samuel L. Jackson was going along for the ride. Like, maybe he just needed a buddy in brocation, you know, yeah. kind of thing. But and that was the idea. The terrorists would take Nakatomi Ooh. on the anniversary of Nakatomi. Nakatomi. Yep. Nakatomi, yeah. baby. But,
0: you know. But yeah, yeah I'm kind
1: of watching I'm wondering if that's the other half. I'm wondering if that rumor actually is the other half. Maybe. It's not unbelievable.
0: Hmm. But also, it would kind of. But like, how how would we link all the seventies terrorist stuff to? I don't know. Maybe it's his dad. And then we've got to link it to Hans as well, because we all know that everything's about Hans. Everything's about Hans. But I mean, I mean, hey,
1: they dropped the ball on that because first of all, the rule was always: if it's an odd number Die Hard movie, it's about the Grubers. And then, Good Day to Die Hard rolls around. No Grubers to be seen.
0: Not Gruber one.
1: No, I mean, barely. I can't tell you the villain was. Barely a, a hottie teen college yeah. student, uh, Gennaro uh, cameo in that one, but yeah, uh, wasn't it Mary Elizabeth Winstead? That was it. Oh, Mew, Mew, yeah, Mew, Mew. Yeah. yeah, yeah, no Mew in that one, but uh, yeah, Mike, like Oh, Olaf! Olaf! Ola fantastic
0: came. is the bad guy in number four, and he's he's not he's not too bad. He's amazing. I actually like him as
1: the villain. I like Ola, We we both like Olaf. Fantastic, don't yeah. we
0: Santa Clueyed uh, Diet has done
1: wonders for his career. Oh God, he's so good in that isn't he? So good. Uh, yeah. What was the, there was a bit of film news, We oh Frozen, we didn't talk about Frozen Oh yeah, let's talk about Frozen So because of course we've already mentioned him, Mr Brown, Mr Sterling K Sterling K Brown, I love that he has the K, there's something so badass about the K Yeah <laughs> but you know it's going to be like Kenneth or Keith <laughs> It clearly is, isn't it? Yeah. He's clearly going to be like Keith Brown <laughs> Do you know what uh, Billy D. Williams' full name is? No I do not, is it, is it Dennis? Is it, is it William Dennis Williams? No, please tell me that's. It is William December
0: Williams? <laughs> Why is that not his acting name? I know. So he's showing he December to D.
1: <laughs> that would be amazing. I Billy I December love, Williams. I love his
0: name is William Williams. First of all, oh no, that's, that's great, isn't William it? William December Williams.
1: I've never been able to take Will I Am seriously because I just refer to him as William. William, yeah, yeah or Bill. <laughs> I feel like if you're watching, Bill, I am. <laughs> yeah, Bill, I am. <laughs> God, I hate Will I Am. I like uh, him. No, no, he's uh, as a tech head. Because obviously, this is this is an element that doesn't really come into our show. Is obviously, I love tech. I'm I'm a huge tech person. I'm the wannabe Tony Stark, if ever there was one. But uh, someone like uh, Will, I am, uh, really annoys me because you, you do say, "Dude, you you know what the word bandwidth means." That's the extent of your knowledge. Stop trying. Please stop. Right, so you, he
0: annoys you for a reason that probably doesn't annoy anyone else. He, no, world. no,
1: no. He gets all these cool tech jobs, right? Like, he, he got to be the head creative designer for Intel or whatever it was. He gets uh, he gets the job redesigning the DeLorean. He's thinking, the dude found a white leather jacket he liked in a store one day and bought it. We could all do that. Just because he likes Back to the Future does not make him a futurist. You know what I mean? This is really upsetting you. It irks me. I am not a fan of Bill. I am, and man knows talent. <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? What was? Who was the last voice winner that you remember hearing about? An a second album from?
0: It doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's the fact that he, in fact, I'm not even using the voice as an example. Mm. It's the fact that he can hear one sample. Give it to someone who it would be appropriate for, like you, Britney Spears. Oh no, no, he's like, a producer. Can...
1: Yeah, as a producer. Producer, it's great. Yeah. I mean, uh, what's that one I really like that ends GI Joe? There's a Black Eyed like... piece track that ends oh, no. GI Joe. Uh, uh, the the uh, two thousand and late. Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Boom, boom, pow. Yeah. Right. So there's a remix, a really terrible remix. It's worth saying uh, that ends, that plays over the end credits of uh, of GI Joe, and uh, <laughs> there was. I just remember, uh, that was around the time as well, that was the summer of the Wolverine open, the first Wolverine one. Mm. Uh, X-Men, Origins. x which he's in. Isn't he the, yeah, he's become, yeah. the teleporter? Is yes. he a teleporting character? Like, I don't remember the actual Marvel character. but um, And he said that apparently, because that's filmed in Australia, and he, he kept having to stop over in, in the Orient, stop over in like Singapore and Japan, those were like his layover flights whenever he was going, and he hung out in clubs there. And that's apparently where that track comes from. He, he he likes the style of Japanese club music, and that's why that song exists. Apparently, Okay. you're like, okay, cool. That's a cool producer story. I kind of like that. But, uh, but uh, your acting sucks. Please stop being in, <laughs> Please stop being in films. And also, you didn't do anything good with the DeLorean. The DeLorean was fine. You should have uh, fine as it was. You should have I didn't have he did redesign the DeLorean. Why did he redesign it? Because he's Bill I.M. He's never met a paycheck he didn't want to fillet. Okay. Anyway, back to comic books. Yeah. Alien 3. Hmm. You heard this news? I've not. Right. Do you remember how there's like nine different versions of Alien 3 before the one we actually got? Something like that, yeah. Yeah. Who um, want to piss Kermode off? Just mention Alien 3. <laughs> Seriously, I did it the morning after Alien Covenant it was great um, in fact the only conversation I've ever had like where I didn't have to stop and explain anything about Alien 3 um, the original story for Alien 3 which was one in which Sigourney Weaver wasn't going to appear she was going to be in the cryostasis or in a coma for the movie it was going to be Hicks and Bishop's movie um, oh, cool. And the girls were in the girls were in the pods or they were mm-hmm. in a coma or whatever. Um it was a two part I think it was intended as a two part movie, but they they designed this idea. The series would have gone back to Midway Station from the beginning of Aliens. You know that where Rippy was hospitalized yeah. for after her fifty seven year sleep. They would go back there, we would see more of it, and it was basically gonna be a shopping centre. So think passengers. You know, and uh, there was going to be basically a a cold war going on, like a human political civil war going on, and into this mix came the aliens, including the spore variant of aliens that you saw in Covenant very briefly. You know, they come out of flowers and they went through his ear, mm. and like that was an idea from Alien Three, and it was written by William Gibson, who wrote was it Cyberpunk? Yes, that, they wrote, originally wrote, basically invented Cyberpunk as we now know it. Um, that script never happened. Vincent Ward never got to direct it. Vincent Ward also never got to direct the next version of that, which was a wooden space monastery with monks, which was pitched as... I, but, I'm i nerding out, I'm sorry. Monkistery. I'm monastery. monastery. I'm, I'm aware that I'm really nerding out on this. Uh, it was referred to as In the Name of the Rose in space. That's what that next version was going to be called. They then ditched the wooden element, replaced everything with steel, and that became Alien 3. Hmm. Monks became convicts But they kept the religious element No one knows why Anyway So yeah Hmm. I know far far too much about Alien 3 (laughs) (laughs) And oh no I've gone cross that (laughs) Did you you know that in the Dark Horse comic adaptation of Alien 3 They added a topless shot for Ripley It's a really weird thing to add isn't it Well
0: as long as it's not a topless shot of uh, Charles Dance Oh no no
1: no She was boning Charles Dance at the time In the comic book adaptation that Dark Horse put out of Alien 3, that love scene with Charles Dance features a boobie shot that just does not exist in the movie. Yeah, you're like, why have you added this? Like, also... Some pervy nerd. Yeah, like, what a weird thing to have... Okay, fair. But yeah, that William Gibson uh, movie uh, has now been uh, sort of officially greenlit as a comic book adaptation. Uh, Not the first time this has happened. This has happened before with, like, abandoned movies becoming comic books. Uh, Frank Miller's abandoned Robocop 2 Mm. is available as a comic book. And, yeah, so we're going to get the original version of Alien 3. It's finally going to be brought to us in comic book form. (laughs) Me to say that, in comic book form. In comic book form. So this is like Buffy Season 8 and Angel Season 6. Only in comic book form. It doesn't technically count. It's not canon. Yeah, it's not canon. The Angel one sucked ass. What was the Buffy one like? Buffy one wasn't bad, but it was a bit too much. It was too out there, I think. Okay. Like, uh, you had Xander with the, the, and the... Eye patch. He kept making Nick Fury jokes in his turtleneck and his his eye I patch. He kept it. making Nick Fury jokes. I'm like, this sucks. There was also, there was a very weird thing with, I think, when Buffy went to comic book. And, interesting enough story, and there were a couple of decent twists in there. There's a, there's a villain reveal in there that you're just like, oh my god! That like I would I would kill to have seen this done in the series like a, like a really solid villain reveal. But the other thing was I think there was a, there was a whole thing with um, I think they made Buffy gay. I think at one point in it, it was just like there is yeah, I heard there's no that. even vague indication of this in the series, but like willow you kind of got them because they'd set it up mm. they had those weird little uh, those brilliant little uh, uh, like offhand references didn't they with like the evil vampire version who clearly was gay so it was like that weird little easter egg that soon down the line clearly willow would be gay um they do it with buffy you like, this doesn't make any sense because the whole thing with buffy has always been basically she just galactically screws up relationships with the men in her life mm. And that became that was the signature thing of. The, I know you're not the the, the first hand Buffy fan. That's the misses. <laughs>
0: this is definitely a second hand appreciation.
1: Yeah, because you, you've been made to watch. I think it's all of Buffy now. Not all of it. No, no. I'm sure. Like at one point, you were like. I've got i I've got something deep. of a
0: backbone. <laughs> no,
1: no. Now got. Um, Did you get to college? Did you? Is that the end of season two? No, no. Col- college is season four. They oh, actually yeah. the, the the show
0: moves. I think I. I saw up to the end of season two And I've seen like on episode like, like I've seen Hush Hang on a minute If
1: you've yeah. seen Hang on If you've seen season two Yeah Like you, you can't even Pay attention Because anyone who's seen Season two of Buffy Knows that season two of Buffy Is the is greatest crack. Is the greatest <laughs> thing That's ever been put On a television screen And uh, you, you owe the series what? Six Like six, uh, five more seasons After that Purely because of how brilliant The second season What's was What's uh,
0: Spike's girlfriend called Drusilla
1: Hater. Hater Do you know who she is Hater do you, actually, do you actually know who
0: she okay. is? I would like to know less about her. No, 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 the actress, I mean. I know. I don't yeah. want to know much
1: about her. Oh. She's Martin Landau's daughter. Right. Yeah. Okay. Uh, also, seemingly never been in anything else. I think there's a reason for that. Probably. I thought she was terrible. She, She's, she's pretty it. bad. Yeah. She's pretty bad. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I have a
0: soft spot yeah. for the Spike character. But I've, um, I've watched Hush and I've seen the musical episode. Um, they,
1: they were both really good. What's your favourite track in a musical episode? I mean I've seen it once, I'm not married oh, to it. Oh
0: okay, my
1: <laughs> Actually I think I've only ever actually watched the episode once. I'm not a musical fan anyway, but I didn't like the episode. But you didn't like it? I don't wasn't a fan. I thought the episode was really good. No.
0: But I, I couldn't tell you about songs and
1: Oh well it's it's Spikes song, if you want okay. to. Okay. Yeah, yeah. It was... Uh Rest in Peace, I think it's called.
0: That's I like it. the what's like the main villain
1: song, the guy with the red. Hair the, the, stuff, the, the the zoot suit. Yeah. Was awesome. I love that. Yeah. God, I've always wanted a zoot suit. You know, with those, those tapered right. trousers. Because, yeah, yeah. like, that's the mask, isn't it? The mask yes, wears a zoot suit. But uh, that's, that, by the way, is my dream Halloween costume. What, one year I will be the mask. You do, like, the yellow suit and everything. Yeah, yeah, I would love right. to do that. I would, I, that, that is. To when the mask came out in the US, they sold the mask, they sold the green. It was terrifying. They never sold it in the UK. And it was so weird, because there was like, about two years where all summer blockbusters got really cool toys in the US, mm. and they never came out in the UK. And there was the mask, I think it was 94, and then 95 was Mission Impossible. Oh, no, my oh, oh, 96, Mission Impossible. Mm. And they put out all sorts of cool spy toys for kids. But they never sold them in the UK. There was a walkie-talkie watch, and they never sold it. in the... They sold the goddamn tape recorder from Home Alone Two: Lost in New York. They never sold the walkie-talkie watch that wasn't in the movie of Mission Impossible. I had the recorder
0: from Home Alone Two. The talk it... yeah, boy. Is it talk boy? Radio boy? Something like that? I think it's talk boy. Talk boy. Yeah, I had. But I so wish I still had it now. You just know, but, um... like Trump's ownership is on that somewhere. Do you know who uh, got the Mission Impossible watch?
1: No, go on. Well, I am. Of course he did. Of course he did. And then, and, then, and then he claimed he could redesign it to be cooler. But uh, Funnily enough, the next uh, software iteration that comes to the Apple Watch includes a walkie-talkie. Ah, the next
0: watch I'm going to get will uh, tell me the time. And I'll be able to uh, go into water depths of uh, about fifty meters. <laughs> you know, these things are
1: waterproof now, right? I don't care. Nah, uh, <laughs> you say that. I just I, I love that. I live in a world in which I go on a website, try to pay for something, and then my watch asks me to authorize the payment. Right? That's that's the future, right there. That's not a Bill I am future. That's a, <laughs> that's a proper hardcore future, right there. <laughs> okay, right. Quick skim through uh, 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 film news. Um, there's a story here. Apparently, Ger- uh, Sorry, not Danai, uh, Danny. is Danny, isn't it? Dan- Danny Gurira from Black Panther played a Koye, yes, didn't she? Yeah, she Black did. And, and, of course, he's Michonne from Walking Dead. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, she's uh, in talks for a... F- well, this is the headline. A fourth Kong. Will it be fourth? Well, I'm wondering. Are we including... Uh, are, we, are we including the, the Godzilla vs. Kong movie as the threequel? Yeah. Is that, is that it? Yeah. So... so, so it, Because I read that she's in talks to be in that, so uh, Godzilla versus Kong, and then also Star Trek Four. Oh no, no! Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. No, no. This headline has been okay. I see what they've done. Right, this headline is nonsense. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) right. I want to just can I read you the headline and you tell me how you'd interpret this? Yeah. Danny Guerrero is in talks for fourth Kong and Trek. You you know what they've done, don't you? You were meant to say fourth track. They, Trek. they were meant
0: to say Kong and Fourth Trek. Yeah. Yeah. Fourth Kong. But yeah, so um There's only been one
1: Kong. Like, exactly. Yeah. She's joined uh, Godzilla King of Earth... not um Godzilla, Godzilla vs. Kong. <laughs> no, Godzilla vs. Kong. She's joined Godzilla vs. Kong, yeah. sorry, yeah. Um but she's also apparently in talks for the fourth Star Trek movie. Yes, she is. You know this movie that doesn't exist? Right, this this movie that they're like, putting together. Yeah, the, the, this yeah. movie that apparently has a full returning cast. Quentin Tarantino was writing the script. Well, I thought they were Nobody's going to be. Directing. I thought they were
0: going to be two different films. Yes. Yeah. QT one is Quentin Tarantino, and there's another one. And then the one where Chris Hemsworth was going to be coming back it was going to be some weird. Yeah, you know, yeah, that was
1: the time travel one with the the like the guardian yeah. on the edge of forever, which I, I quite like that idea. I like that idea and also how good a bookend is that yeah that closes that off it's pretty great Yeah. also you really just want to see Chris Hemsworth get to do like a proper action movie that isn't Marvel
0: yeah Yeah. well it was the first time we all properly saw Chris Hemsworth wasn't it like for like a
1: five minute scene and it was great I remember that summer because that was one of his two big roles that summer you know what the other one was what was it Uh, it starred Steve Zahn and it's that movie when they're on holiday like backpackers are on holiday and they're all couples and one of them's a murderer what was that? Oh, my God. Uh, what was it called? I, I'm IMDBing this right now. Summer of 2009, starred Steve Zahn, starred Chris Hemsworth. Uh, Chris Hemsworth was like the, the bad boy trashy one who the, the the film clearly wanted to set up as the villain, and then the twist was that he they actually weren't the villains. Hmm. Um, oh, my God. I'm, I'm just going to type Chris Hemsworth into uh, into IMDb. Oh, my God, I've become my mother. Anyway, <sighs> okay, so... It, it had a different title in the UK in fact I remember that it was a perfect getaway I don't and remember that and it stars Mila Jovovich yeah that was poster. hang on I'm pulling it up now hang on, hang on here we are so uh, that one that one oh, right there yeah, you remember that yeah, yeah summer of 2009 direct, written and directed by David Toohey of Pitch Black fame yeah. so, so it, my boy Steve Zahn yeah and it it's sto- oh wait hang on a minute right you're gonna you're gonna hate yourself in a moment I'm really sorry to do this to you man um, it starred Timothy Oliphant Yes yeah. Yeah, So the cast list As follows Steve Zahn Timothy Oliphant Jovic, Keely Sanchez Who replaced Melissa George In 30 Days of Night Dark Days Yo Thank you Full circle Thank you Marley Shelton Remember Marley Shelton Um sort of bit actress. She was in uh, 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 Valentine, that David Borealis slasher movie. Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. She's one of the four girls in that. She also turned up as a cameo at the beginning of something recently. I forget what it was. Something big. Uh, Chris Hemsworth. Uh, Is there anyone else in there? There's going to be someone on this cast list, isn't there? Someone like buried deep down. It's about Louise Guzman or someone. (laughs) Hello, it's me. (laughs) Louise Guzman. (laughs) Speaking of Louise Guzman, I watched... Journey to the Mysterious Island. Is oh it? yeah! How much fun is Louise Guzman? He's great. <laughs> I love me. Yeah, I love Louise Guzman. He's he's just. I've I've never looked at my own genitals in the same way post waiting, <laughs> without hearing like the voice of. Uh, <laughs> if you got some free time, play with your nuts, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I want the statue from Community. Anyway, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> uh, so I think I think we've covered everything this week I think, I think so, so yeah. like Danny, Danny Guerrera, uh we, we covered that uh, let's see what else there is uh, we don't do TV so we don't need to talk about Pose uh, oh Willem Dafoe has got a Disney movie yeah yeah you're, you're just stunned look I know Willem what Dafoe is <laughs> there is more and you'll love it Willem Dafoe is apparently going it. <laughs> to it's so great <laughs> oh keep me in suspense <laughs> right. not only is it great the picture they've got of Willem Dafoe on this article is even better it is the cherry on top so <laughs> Willem Dafoe is going to star in a live action film entitled Togo for Walt Disney uh <laughs> The the director of the remake of Point Break is helming this. So uh, Ericsson so, Core. Not Ericsson Light, Ericsson core. core. Um it is uh, it is going to be about the 1925 Alaskan uh, dog sled run. The like the Iditarod? I think something like that. The Iditarod, it's called the Gnome Serum Run. Right. Gnome Serum Run. It's going to star wonderful Um I'm just it's going it's to focus, apparently, this is a quote, on the unlikely friendship between man and dog. Between man and Defoe. Man and dog. This is the picture of Willem DeFoe that we're using. Oh, uh, look at his face. So, fine. He he doesn't look at all like he's going to wear my skin in that picture at all. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's really pissed that he didn't get that Oscar for Florida Project Disney. <laughs> I mean,
0: he's he's brilliant in that
1: film. Oh, he's so good, isn't he? Yeah. It? Oh, that was one we forgot. Uh, 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 what's the show? The the show that old white people like. What's it called? The the Manor one, the Maggie Smith thing, country house. Oh, uh, Atlanta. <laughs> yeah, that one. <laughs> Down, downtown uh, Abbey. Downtown Abbey. Abbey. Sorry, my late grandmother um, would hilariously always mispronounce things, and apparently We'd she call it downtown. She would always call it Downtown Abbey. Downtown Abbey. Downtown Abbey. Downtown Abbey. But that's a, that's a
0: different, more gritty
1: show. Uh, definitely, definitely, yeah. And do you know every time I hear it as well, I always think of uh, Short Circuit too when he's using the calculator to dial music over the phone, like <laughs> ding ding. Dun, dun. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so yeah, Downton Abbey is gonna be a movie. Apparently, yes, it is. With everyone apart from Lily James coming back. Really? Yeah. Everyone apart from. Li-
0: yeah, it's weird. It's so, like the one person who has business being in a feature film. Mm. One person has been successful. He's really is, successful. Like, it's definitely
1: right. like funny when you look at like who's been in downtown I Abbey. Mean, like there's some real stars who come out of that. Paul Giamatti was in it. Was Paul Giamatti in it? Yeah, he plays the Not the Dowager
0: Countess, but just the Countess. and plays her brother. Uh, Maggie Smith's brother? Or? No, because um, Maggie Smith
1: is the Dowager Countess, so she's. Oh right, okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm not yeah. entirely down on the 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 parlance. You're not, you're not down on the downton I'm not down on the downton parlance. I'm right. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. He's, he's in it like a couple of episodes
1: I when I couldn't sleep one night watched one episode of Downton Abbey it was the very very first episode I enjoyed it I'm not going to lie just, yeah. it's really good I enjoyed it it was very good yeah, and, and,
0: I watched like the first three seasons of it
1: yeah I, I liked it very much I just I've never got around to watching it at hmm. all
0: at some point I will finish it but,
1: uh it has, has it had an ending it was, yes it's over isn't it yeah Anderson? it's done yeah Oh okay. I
0: think he had five series, and then there's some Christmas specials. They do as well. one. They seem to do one every
1: year, don't they? Yeah, like a big feature length. Well, it's, it's it's not been on for a couple of years now. It's finished. Oh, has it been? Yeah, it's been a good few years. It Just feels finished. like it's always around. Yeah. But when you're when you're getting referenced in Marvel movies, you've made. Yeah, it's crazy, <laughs> isn't it? But, yeah. <laughs> Apparently, there's some significance as well to the moment that's shown in Iron Man. There's some uh, mm. metatextual significance yes. of what's happening in the scene or something. I'm not sure because I've not seen it, and all I think is that's apparently how you get John Favreau out of a coma. Just play, play some dance. I always imagined you just opened a full-fat coke. <laughs> 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 or you said, here's a movie in which you get to whine about your critical standing. Go ahead. But, uh, yeah. You should, so, you should never watch Chef on an Empty Stomach oh god no no not at all is that the movie in which uh he's married to Sofia Vergara yeah but he they just they can't make it work so he pops off bones Scarlett Johansson and then just goes back to, to Sofia Vergara without but he looks and sounds like John like John Favreau. Like yeah. yeah that's wow that's what, what a world talk about wish for that's like Don John level I'll cast Scarlett Johansson yeah. as my love interest kind of uh, kind of writing right there. <laughs> uh, so yeah I think that's that's basically oh no 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 tell the lie there is one piece of film news what has Nicolas Cage signed up for now no oh, yeah, actually nothing that I know of although we, we talked about Spider-Man the other week didn't we we have yeah right great news remember uh, and this, this segs nicely back into not only the comic book thing we were talking about but also Alien 3 so mm. Do you remember when everyone hated Alien 3 and that dude who made District 9 said, I'll make a better Alien 3. Here's mm-hmm. some concept artwork that looks really good. Yes. And for about a year, well, actually longer than about two years, everyone was like, I can't wait for Neil Blomkamp's Alien 3B. This is going to be about Robocop. Cause we- this is going to be about Robocop. We spoke about this last week. Did we speak about it last week? Yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, okay then. Screw not, to, not to piss on your chips or anything. No, no. no. I mean, you're know, not shit on my cereal at all. <laughs> but... Uh... <laughs> So, yeah, this is another Robocop 2. Neil Bombkamp's directing it. Thanks, Case. Is this definitely going to be a sequel to the original Robocop? The original. Yeah. Apparently, it's. I'm not. I think the idea is to go back to the Frank Miller story that did get turned into a comic. Oh. Which, actually, when you read the comic, isn't that far removed from what would become Robocop 2 anyway. Hmm. It's just the comic was a lot more R rated. Okay. And it didn't have that weird killing the kid thing that I've never mm. been comfortable with no like like, help me out with this one because the kid's a dick and you want him to die from the minute you meet him and then he does die but you still feel like it's inappropriate in some way mm. <laughs> What? what is that I feel, I, like, just... I feel like the Germans will have a word for it but I don't know what it is Oh, that would absolutely be a German word. Yeah. And it would be four times longer than it needed to be. Definitely. But uh anyway, so that's that's that's, that's all it, I'm got. I'm out. That's that's me too. So there you go, here it is, your moment of cage.
0: He is a jazz musician, director. I mean he, he you never really know what you're gonna do when you get to the set. Uh you know, I remember one day he came to the set and he said, Nicholas, uh you're gonna you're gonna sing opera today. <laughs> And I said, well, what do you mean? He says, well, there's going to be a cotton ball under your bed. And I want you to have a bad dream and sing an opera song about the cotton ball. Just like that. And I said, well, okay, man, let's, let's do it. You know, okay. And I had to come up I'm with, an like actor. An, yeah, all right, Come up with an opera song. And I didn't feel stupid about it. I and mean, I felt like this, I mean, if this, if, if it would work, it would be in the movie, you know.